Bring the ship up to broadcast that. We're going in. Passing you into FM. False security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up. An eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward. With arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The hideout. It is an FM Jerry Springer freak show shoveled to the lowest common denominator. The hideout. We've got a power to the people routine and we're loyal fan base. We're all being lobotomized by this country's most influential industry. The hideout. Either you're with us or you're against us. The hideout starts now. Be somebody! Be somebody! somebody. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to start off with laughing immediately. I'm just looking at yardstickofdeath.com. <laughs> What's new? What are you doing? Ah, what's new, J-Dubs? Welcome into the hideout Saturday night. Saturday evening, if you will. Going until 9 o'clock when Joe Radio takes over. We are El Jefe and J-Dubs, and this is your hideout. That means you can interact with us via Hideout Radio. That is the AOL Instant Messenger. You can go to hideoutheretics.net. Hideoutheretics.net is the fan board. Or... You can actually call. 800-636-1067 is the phone number. Call in uh, once, twice, as many times as you want to. As many times as you have something good to add to the show. Enjoy it. Yeah, Saturday evening. Uh, I know uh, we got a lot going on tonight, including a disturbing trend in child pornography. Uh, cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Expand on that. Also, we'll get to the Elite Eight of Hate. We were going to do it last night as we filled in for Jim Rome Wednesday through Friday because he was out sick. Uh, we didn't get a chance to get to it, and it makes more sense because I believe it's now actually down to the Elite Eight starting tonight. So we will discuss that as well. And uh, just a lot of stuff going on, but the yardstick of death.com I love. What, what caught your eye, Sugar? Um, the fact, first of all, that you're even closer to death than you were last week at 34 <laughs> inches. Uh but the new guy at the AM station that wants the entourage theme. I just thought that. I mean, it's very inside. I mean, you wrote it where it's not. Yeah. But it is fantastic because I do know your plight. So yardstickofdeath.com is Jake. I want to kill him. I really do. I want, I want to stab him in the throat. Read that blog and you'll see what I'm talking about. Yardstickofdeath.com. That's Dubs' suicide blog. Oof. All right, J-Dubs. Um... Man, how was your day? I mean, since the yardstick of death actually chronicles your days, mm-hmm. it ends with yesterday. How has your day been so far on this Saturday? Uh, I I would say it's neutral so far. It could go good. It could go bad. From what I have coming up today, working another job and everything still coming up after this, I'm going to say it's going to end up as a negative. We'll be down to 33 days. Then. Yes. All right. Fantastic. Hey, uh, also, too... Along the same lines, I um, I want to uh, thank CK for letting us fill in for Jim Rome. Mm-hmm. Thank Rome, too, because I know he was the one really pushing for it. He's really all about new talent. And 
I do want to apologize to Big O and Dukes. I know we talked a lot this week that we were going to be able to make it out to the Clarendon Ballroom. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we were not able to. Uh, as it turns out, I talked about it on the air that I wanted to go home first and change. And then I was going to come pick you up. So I go and I pick up Dubs. And before we make it to the Clarendon Ballroom, we had to stop off over at a gas station. You know, to get a Monster Energy drink and really kind of... cigarettes, yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Uh, Dubs goes into the bathroom with another dude and does not, not does not leave for 45 minutes. So, essentially, I was sitting outside there at the mobile station uh, in Annandale Listen, and waiting for Dubs to we come. We both walked up to the door at the same time. We couldn't. Uh, we couldn't decide who got there first, so we went together. And it took 45 minutes, and by that time, the party was over. So our sorry, our it, apologies. It takes to go a little bit longer when you have to share a bowl. Thank you for saying share. Uh, I thought you were going to go somewhere completely different. All right, J Dubs. How are you? How was your day today? My day was fantastic. My week was hectic, as you know. Yes. I am busy becoming the next AM talk superstar in the morning. I have a morning show. Then I work at a PR firm during the day, and then we filled in. For Rome all week, yeah. For Rome all week. I got a new puppy, so I didn't get a whole lot of sleep this week. Mm. But, as it turns out, today was fantastic. I got some real good quality time with my new dog. Uh, He's a fantastic little dude. And I also spent a lot of the day crying. (laughs) Why crying? I I watched two documentaries uh, that both of them had me squirting out tears. The first one... Tears of laughter? No, 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 no. The first one was I finally got to see the second part of ESPN's documentary Black Magic. I've heard that was terrible. Really? Yeah. From who? Um, just by the theme. I. I... <laughs> All right. See, that's not fair. No, it's great. It chronicles uh, the contr- contributions uh, early on of blacks at historical black colleges. Also, too, in the early days before allowed being into the NBA and even all the way through present day. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it was, it was a fantastic documentary. It was really, really good. I had, I had T-boed it when it first came on a couple of weeks ago and I finally got to watch it. So I'm sitting there on my couch with my dog, uh, watching this. And then they get to, you know what always gets me? Here's what always gets me. Whenever there's any sort of documentary, the end when they like give the updates, and so, so where are they now? The uh, the uh, what was the first real movie that did that? Uh, Fast Times, the Fast Times ending. Yeah, you know something along those lines. So I mean, and the story that got me in particular was of this guy Bob Love, who played for the Chicago Bulls, but was a stutterer and couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. And after he hurt himself with the Bulls, he ended up, you know, he he, he couldn't go get a regular job. He ended up having to go be a busboy because he had this speech impediment, just like you. And along those lines, finally, he was able to correct himself. And at the end, when it showed where is Bob Love now, he's a motivational speaker, which is just the ultimate irony. And I don't know if it was because I was tired. I don't know if it's because I have a puppy now and I'm a puss. But, I, dude, I started bawling. Like, I, I really started, like, crying. And it kind of, yeah, I really started crying. And then they start going through all the other updates. And also in there, if you listen to the show last night, I was talking about, you know, I'm an avid Dallas Mavericks fan. Mm-hmm. And how much I hate Avery Johnson. I hate him right now. I'm, I'm constantly on fire, Avery.com, because I think he's ruining our team. Well, he's highlighted in this. 
for being one of the few players who came up and went ahead and decided to go to a historically black college and play basketball. Mm. Him, Ben Wallace, Bobby Phils. And, and then they do this whole update with him. And within the whole theme of the story, you're like, oh, my God, he has such a great story. And they show he won a championship with the Spurs, and he now coaches the Dallas Mavericks. And I started crying even harder. But for two reasons. One, he really does have an amazing story. Two, he's the coach of the Dallas Mavericks. And so as this bleeding heart liberal, I am of, I, we can't fire Avery no, now. You, if he's not doing the job, you got to fire him. I don't know. He, I don't care how bad of a history you had. I don't care how tough the road has been for you. Produce. I agree. I do actually agree with that. But it was, it was one of those moments. So I'm sitting there. And I'm on my couch. One of my cats looks over at me, the female one, just judging me. Just looking at me like I'm the biggest wuss in the world because I'm bawling, okay? So then anyway, later on, uh, you know, it's later on in the day, I'm looking for some comedy to watch to try to cheer myself up. Mm -hmm. And I'm on, I believe it was HBO, and I, there was this thing on today called uh, Autism the Musical. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, jackpot. This is going to be great. No, it wasn't at all what I was thinking it was going to be. Here's the problem, because even... Like, I, I don't know what I would think that would be. I It sounds funny, it's a good title, but I don't know what to expect. I know. But it tells the story of all these kids with all this, you know, their different versions of autism and what they have and their parents... And the whole idea is to Do try they sing it. I don't know why they call yeah. it musical. Well, at the end, like the whole thing is documenting them doing a show, putting on an actual live play musical. Play. That was just something for them that was written and produced for them that they were doing. So I'm sitting there at the end, I'm watching this thing. It is pretty heartbreaking. The whole idea of autism. I'm sitting there. I'm watching this. They start showing. Where are they now? And like a All bitch, caskets. yeah, no, like a uh, bitch, I the tears start squirting out again, and I don't know if it's because I was tired because it was a long week or what, but dude, I, I could not, I couldn't control myself as I a was, man. I was, I think I even lactated today. <laughs> as a man, you shouldn't cry more than three or four times a year, tops. But twice in one day. It's ridiculous. Look, it's been a little while since I've had a good cry. And let's not pretend like men that we're above it for some reason. No, we're, we're above it four times a year, though. You pick four right, well, extreme home makeovers. You watch them. You squirt a few tears out. You call the day. 800-636-1067. You can't use two of them up in one day. Well, you know, it's I haven't cried at all this quarter. So <laughs> I got to use this quarter and next quarter's up. Oh, then I'll be okay. I think I'll end up being all right for it. But those, do those ghetto rich with tears, and you need to, to just uh, flush right through them. Does it? Those do those sound like inappropriate crying moments, though? Um, individually, no. Twice in one day, yeah, you may, it makes you sound like a bitch. I don't know, dude. When was the last time you cried? According to this yardstick of death dot com, <laughs> it seems like Thursday. No, I don't cry often. Um. Last time I cried watching anything on TV, I almost squirted a few out when I watched an Extreme Home Makeover like four years ago. Uh, so it's been four years. 
Other than that, Radio Flyer was one that I cried Why'd at. Why'd you cry at Radio Flyer? I don't know. It was a very sad movie. It's a, it's an abuse <laughs> story. you got to cry at Radio Flyer. I have not seen it. Do you relate on any level? I don't think so. I don't remember, uh, give, give I don't me, remember most, most of my childhood. Give me the story behind Radio Flyer. Explain it really quickly. Radio Flyer, basically, this kid's being abused, and him and his older brother... Physically? Uh, physically, sexually, uh, you know, mentally, everything. So, uh, they make believe that their wagon, the Radio Flyer, can fly them away and get them away from their abusive stepdad. I haven't seen this since I was like 11, so if I'm butchering the story a little bit, I'm sorry. Um, I thought you said you saw it like four years ago. No, oh, no, that was the extreme home makeover. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, the first time, or actually a few times when I've watched A League of Their Own. What? All right, you know what? <laughs> when, you've lost when, all, dude, you've <laughs> lost all credibility. All credibility. When, when at the end, when they're going through the Women's Baseball Hall of Fame. Is that you, Grandma? Sissy. I just got chills, man. Really? I just got chills. Well, you're such a great actor. I know. It really does seem like it was you that was there. 800-636-1067. So anyway, that was essentially uh, my Saturday. It was a great Saturday. Actually, when I was going through my breakup, I cried once at a strip club, (laughs) which was very pathetic. All right. You now have lost all credibility to Why? call me any sort of a fruit or anything. I, I was having a few drinks. It was like the day after I said, you know, I'm going out. I went to a strip club. I couldn't get anybody to come out with me. So I was sitting at a strip club at the bar by myself, drinking a drink, and I'm like, wow, I suck. <laughs> does it all? Does it hit you all at once? Yeah. Is that's that what happened. happens? It, that's what happened. It was just everything happened all at once. You just begin playing through. We just got let go from Orlando. We don't know what's going to happen. My girlfriend has left me. I'm now here in a city that I don't want to be in, at a strip bar that I don't want to be at, drinking a drink that I don't want. No friends will come and Mm. hang out with me. And I am now surrounded in what easily could turn into a from dusk till dawn situation. And you just started squirting them out, huh? Wow. Wow. Was, do you think that was your rock bottom? No. Yeah. Oh, d- now let me ask you this. Did you cry when you had to drive your car back up to no, Michigan? No, I never cried on that drive. For I those just got gotten, angry on that drive. Dubs also had to drive his car back up to Michigan that mm-hmm. he had bought for his girlfriend right after they broke up. Yeah, so I had two cars, so I took one of them. And you were driving on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Where'd you spend your New Year's Eve? Um, well, I... During the last uh, during, New Year's, not, yeah. the, not this one, but the one before. During the stroke of midnight, I was driving through Atlanta. Um, and then I ended up sleeping for three hours in southern Tennessee. Wow. Yeah. Does reliving any of this mean that we can move the bullet one step closer, one inch closer, and the yardstick of death? I think that that would be fair. Um, since it's a neutral day and reliving this stuff isn't fun, I don't know. I I think that's a considerably. Uh, I think that's. I think that's a, a decent place to cry. Is right there. Right. Not watching two documentaries in one day. Don't judge I think me. That, I think that's uh, reasonable. Don't judge me, fruit. All right. Yeah. The, anyway, so I'm that was fruit. That was our day, uh, and that essentially was my day, and it's been a good day. There's something about that cry, man. It cleanses you. You feel good. You feel mm. better. You know that it's 
it's about more than just the cry. You know what I mean? It's about, it, it's just the the pressure, yeah, and the situation of, pressure left off. of just like the whole week and everything is just cleansed and now you feel better and now you're ready to move forward and that's exactly what I'm ready to do. It used to be my playground. Move forward. And for the next two and a half hours, we're going to talk puppies because I've spent all day with mine and I got I honestly I have to hold myself back. We talked about this the other night. I'm raping to, it. No, from talking about a. Dogs all the time. Oh, okay. Because I know nothing, dude. I know nothing, and I'm trying to constantly learn now everything that I, I can. How about buying a book before you buy the puppy? Well, that would have worked out, except for the fact that I haven't had it but for six days, and I got it while I was drunk at a Renaissance <laughs> festival. I don't know that I really fully told the story on this show yet, have I? I don't know. Have you? I don't think so. Because, yeah, it's we didn't really discuss it during the weeknight mm -mm. show. So last Sunday, uh, my chick really wanted to go to the Renaissance Festival. There's a Renaissance Festival where we are. And I didn't want to go. I had no interest. Those people creep me out. A lot of them are our listeners. So we decided to go ahead and go to this Renaissance Festival. And as soon as I get there, man, I start drinking. And I'm dr and that's the most fun part about it, is that you're sitting there and you're drinking. And you're really, you're, you're people watching. Because there are people dressed up like... Wizards and fairies and, you know, mm. also like it's medieval times and they have chain mail on and they have just all sorts of stuff. So I'm, we're drinking and we think, all right, time to head back. You ready, you ready to go home? Let's walk home because it was near where we live. And we decide, well, let's have one more beer. We'll have one more beer and it happened to be Animal Day at the Renaissance Festival. This I don't understand. But there were a whole bunch of animal work. organizations out there. So, dude, we are loaded. I'm talking I can't about, believe they gave it to you while you're loaded. Yeah, I mean, we were drunk. And we start stumbling in there, and we're looking. And then <laughs> I see this one, like this chow mix. And I'm like, eh. Our old producer had a chow mix, and we have cats, and I just don't think that would be a very good combination. Were you eating a turkey leg when you went in there? That was earlier in the day I had the turkey leg. I had it still probably on my fingers somewhere. So then we see this other dog, this little Australian shepherd mix. There are photos of them on my MySpace, mm -hmm. myspace.com slash allhafe7, and fell in love immediately. And my girlfriend and I go over, and dude, we are drunk, and we're sitting there, and we're talking, and we're trying to reason out the pros and cons. You know, it's like a child. It's like, a, you know, it's like we're going to have a child. Are we okay with that? You know, and just, yeah. blow, and then finally, we, lo we look back over at him, we're like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I we already have a dog at the house. Why don't you just take more stock in Cody, my dog? Your dog sucks. My dog rocks. You got the same exact dog as mine, except for it's a puppy. So we go over and um, we're like, we'll, we'll take him. How much does it cost? Hundred bucks. That's it. So they have ATMs, and I go and I withdraw hundred bucks. Uh, and I'm sitting there. And I'm so drunk. I'm having trouble filling out the form. <laughs> All right. And even my girlfriend even says, this is ruining my buzz. And I'm like, no, it's awesome. So we sit there, and we're filling out the form. And then look, there was no really background check of anything. Yeah, when I got my dog, they didn't do it either. But when I, was, uh, when I lived in Alexandria, and me and my chick went to go get a cat, they wanted to send someone over to our apartment to check out the apartment. And then, you know, there'd be like a two-week waiting period before we actually got the cat. See, usually, it, was, it was insane. Usually it's one way or the other. Because I, Did I tell you the story about how my mom got turned down for 
cat adoption? No. She got turned down for a cat adoption because <laughs> it was stringent in that way that you just described. Every other situation I've ever had, you walk in, you're willing to throw down money, they'll give you an animal. Yeah, you'll just, you'll just walk out with it that day. You could have even written down target practice on the application. <laughs> they don't care. They just want to get rid of the thing. They want to give it a home. Mm. So anyway, we got us a nice Australian shepherd mix. He looks more like a terrier or a beagle. No, he looks like a shepherd mix. Really? Yeah. Oh, looks yeah. like my dog. <laughs> Not at all. Exactly. June, on line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Hey, what's going on, guys? couple things. First, uh, listening to you guys over during the week, taking a uh, Rome spot, they need to put you guys in and get rid of him. Well, we appreciate these sentiments. We, we like Rome. We like Jim Rome. No, I, I, I like Rome, too, but I tell you what, I get a lot more laughs, and uh, it's more interesting listening to you guys than Jimmy. We do appreciate it. Thank you, sir. And second of all, I wanted to dedicate a song to, uh, to you guys. Uh-huh. Big Girls Don't Cry. All right. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jude. Appreciate it. Punk. Big Girls Don't Cry. I was, man. I was a woman. I could see you just sitting in, uh, on your couch in a one-piece, sobbing. My moo-moo. Yeah. God, I hate it when my mom would sit around wearing a one-piece bathing suit watching TV inside. What? Get dressed. Watching a... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? She would sit outside tanning all day, you know? And then she'd come in still wearing her one-piece bathing suit and sit on the couch with just outlines going, you know? Can you imagine the stretch, of the, I'm sorry, the stench on that couch? Oof. And she's been outside all day. Just sweating. Ugh. Yuck. That, uh, that thick Michigan heat in the summer. 800-636-1067. So anyway, yeah, I got a, I got a, uh, I got a dog. And yes, I should have read a book yes. about it. You should have waited until you were only working one job. Probably would have made sense mm -hmm. instead of the busiest week in my life. Exactly. Uh, but I but I got my uh, I got my dog. If I had waited, he would have been gone. You would have got another one. It was it was meant to be. It was a perfect match. I did not want to go to that Renaissance Festival. The Spurs and Mavericks were on. I had to call you and tell you about the uh, about the injuries happening in that game. Yeah, the dirt got hurt. Ass. And uh, anyway, I walked I walked away with a brand new puppy. So now I have four beasts. I I know it's getting ridiculous. It really is stupid because we have five in the house. Because two years ago, I hated animals. Mm -hmm. And anyone who listened to the hideout previously, you know that I hated animals. I would always joke around about killing Dubs's cat. I would always joke around about killing Dubs's dog. I still kind of want to, but whatever. But in that two year period, really since my divorce. You've been filling your life with uh, animals. I think you you need a baby. But now you can't have one because you have four cats that will suck the breath out of its little mouth. All right, now let me say this. I don't want a baby anymore. This might spark some controversy. I know the chances are minimal, mm -hmm. but the idea that my kid could end up being autistic after watching this Autism the Musical, I don't even want to chance it. And I'm not joking. I know this sounds horrid. And mm -hmm. parents of autistic kids will get upset by this. But I it's don't. More, it's it's a burden than, more of a burden than a regular child. And they'll yeah. all admit it. Every single one of them talks about, you know, so-and-so said I should have put him in an institution and et cetera, et cetera. A lot of people do that. I don't know how you don't do that. I don't know how you don't take him somewhere and just let him live freely. <laughs> Like, set him free in... Like, it's a field in Montana? Exactly. 
That's maybe where all the other autistics run around and play fetch together. That's what we should do with Montana, is just make it into an autism state. It might be close. They can tend to have Montana there too. (laughs) All right, but I'm serious, man. Montana Max from Tiny Toons. And what would you do? All because here's here's the problem with Mm -hmm. something like autism. It's not like you know immediately with Down syndrome. And and by the way, I'd rather my kid have Downs than autism. You can't control these autistic kids. What do you mean? You you literally cannot control them. That's the you whole point. You can't control really Down syndrome. Yes, you can because remember in the fifties they called them trainables. I guess you're right. And, uh, but you can't even like, like you, it's you would be able to train my dog. I've been able to potty train my dog in just this last week. There are thirty year old autistic people who don't, still don't even know how to wipe. I remember there was a, uh, I can't remember if it was a documentary or a 60 Minutes piece or something on autism that I watched. And, like, they, they, they set up this whole experiment for, like, the person either doing the documentary or the, the reporter on site on what it's like to be autistic. And they put some kind of odd goggles on him and, like, were banging pans next to his head and everything. And it, he said it was just unbearable yeah that's the whole point of it apparently is that your brain isn't able to uh process all of the vid- the the different type of sensory, sensory things yeah. and so like for one kid something may be really loud all the time and that's mm-hmm. why they're sitting there covering the ears for other kids everything's bright and so they have to shut their eyes uh there's this there's this one kid he he had asperger's syndrome mm-hmm. i guess and he he seems smart, but his whole life revolved around reptiles. Well, that that isn't that what uh, um, Rain Man had. No, I don't. Burgers? I don't. I don't know. I think it was. But this kid knew everything about reptiles, and he'd walk around like he was a reptile. I mean, it was kind of funny, <laughs> and it was kind of cute. And I'm thinking, all right, that seems at least manageable. You know what I mean? But what kind is, of reptile? Because that could get very dangerous. We thought he's a velociraptor just to go in and oh, rip people's stomachs. He did a couple of times. And the other issue about this, too, is you don't know. Like, they documented, they had, like, little home videos of these kids. You didn't know so, until they got to a certain age? Like, 18 months, all of a Oof. sudden. Dude, think about that. Like, you bought a new car. Not even like you bought a new car, but you got something. And for the first 18 months, everything is normal. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it's your thing, whatever it is that you purchased, or, you know, your human being that's your own flesh and blood starts shutting down. You know, like a like a robot that's gone bad, and normally now, you, you now, would it, normally you would take it back to Best Buy and be like, "Hey, defective, get this thing off my hands. I want I a new one." I have a two year warranty. Yeah, I, I want a new one. Instead, you can't do that with a kid. You're literally stuck. And you now, see how it breaks up marriages? I'm getting snipped. I'm, I'm going to too. Do you want do you want to make a date of it? Maybe let's you? do it on the air. Let's see if All we can right. get someone to sell this thing. I'm down with it. I can't do it, man. I'd have to. I'd ha- I would have to let it go. I'd put it on a boat, and it'd be the opposite of the Cubans coming here. I'd put it on a boat and a raft and send it down to Cuba. It'd be the anti-Alien Gonzalez. Yeah. Here, take this little Mexican too. <laughs> He's yours. I know it sounds awful to say. And watch if I have an autistic kid, they may pull this tape. And that's the other thing. They actually understand, but they can't control themselves. Mm-hmm. So between that and black magic, I was a crying bitch today. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. The dog balanced it all out, though. You know that's what's odd, though. I'd say my dog, for whatever reason, ended up being retarded in eighteen months. I think it is. I think I'd set him free. 
I would. Dogs are already retarded. What do you mean? Trainable. They're trainable. All right, let's take a break and come back. Ah, Saturday night in the hideout. If you want to participate, 800-636-1067. Hideout Radio is the instant messenger. Hideoutheretics.net is the uh, fan board. And also, too, at some point later on, we should, uh, we'll get into the Elite Eight of Hate, the eight most offensive words. I even started divvying them up by region. I started thinking about it because I was looking yeah. at a bracket today. All right, let's talk about this for two seconds, and then we'll take our break. So the Elite Eight of Hate is in you have the eight most offensive words that mm. you could ever call a person, okay? And we do a tournament-style bracket seating, like a lot of people are doing right now on radio. And all of this kind of goes back to what Condoleezza Rice said earlier this week about uh, America and slavery being its birth defect, and even Barack Obama yeah, his speech really on race. That. Well, we'll talk about yeah. it when we get into the elite eight of hate. But I was thinking, okay, in the South region, the N bomb definitely has to be in the South region. Mm. In the West, I'm thinking you could have uh, the G bomb for Asians. And also, too, maybe the S-bomb for Latinos. And then up in the East region, you could have the C-bomb for women. And, and CJ for Arab? I don't know. Arab will kind of have to float in somewhere else. But I'm also thinking the K-word. Oh, for Jewish? For Jewish would be in the Eastern region as mm -hmm. well. And then we'll see all of this kind of come together. And we'll, see, we'll finally figure out what is the most hateful and harmful word. We'll get to the bottom of that tonight in the hideout. First, though, let's talk to Susan, who has two, autist two autistic kids herself. Let hey. Hey, Susan. Am I on the air? You are. You're on the air. Oh, wow. I thought it was on a commercial break. Not yet. Not yet. What do you... Uh... All right, so tell me about your life. How have you not... I mean, do you, you got two autistic kids, two? Yes, two of them. My daughter turned six on Tuesday, and my son is seven. He'll be eight in September. They're 18 months and three days apart. And uh, they aren't they aren't adopted? You didn't adopt yeah, two? No, they're not adopted. They're okay. my children, my husband and I. And I have a daughter that will be 17 years old in June that's an honor student at a private Christian school. Right, so let me ask you this. Why do you think Why do you think the whole autism, uh, autistic thing came about? Are you a believer? No, I have no idea. It's God? such an epidemic now, like one in 160 kids or something they're documenting have autism. What did you and, do to God? Excuse me? What did you do to God? <laughs> you know, I said I must have been Lizzie Borden at a previous <laughs> Um, so, how, I mean, is it tiring? Because I look at these parents oh on this, docu this documentary that I watched. It's very difficult. Um, my children are both, luckily, uh, very loving and Functioning? A lot of autistic children don't like to be touched. They don't like that sensory mm -hmm. interaction. And a lot of them, you know, um, actually with the potty training, we're still potty training both of our children right now. I got a dog I can relate. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. Do you give much weight afterwards and say yes, yes? Oh that's my right. God, I've cleaned up more um, feces than anybody should ever have to in their life. What and it's um, not Dub's mom. She's a janitor. Thing about them being eighteen months old, my son. I have home video of him at you know in his crib saying hi, mama, hi, dada, wow. everything, everything. 
and he started regressing at 18 months, and as I said, they're 18 months and three days apart, and everybody said, oh, well, that always happens when you have a newborn, you know. Right, so they didn't even really believe you at first. I mean, I, listen, I don't, I don't want to bore the audience with it, cause I, but I saw the documentary today, and it really was just, have you seen this thing, Autism you know the Musical? What? I saw that it was coming on, and I don't have HBO, um, and I wanted to watch it. And yeah, I go rent it or something. Yeah, go rent it. It's, it's kind of a feel good. It gives you a little bit of hope. But feel good. Yeah, I mean, it is. I mean, because you see, hey, do you, are your kids, just real fast, I got a couple questions, just real fast. Do your kids, like, have any special powers? Because it, it seems like a, it seems <laughs> like a lot of autistic kids. so bright. He, as they call it, um, not hyperlexic. It's almost like a photographic memory. Yeah. He, he can see something and memorize it. At age five, he can, can, he turn, paint the he future? can turn on a computer, log on to the Internet, enter the password, and he would type hitentertainment.com to get mm -hmm. to Bob the Builder at age five. Wow. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's the Can thing, you walk though. your walls? All right. But the, it's, it's the social interaction that is our biggest obstacle. Yeah, and that's My daughter I... is just now getting really, really verbal, and she just turned six. Can you pass along a message to your son? Sure. Save, save the cheerleader, save the world. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Susan. Thank you for the phone call, sweetie. Okay, Appreciate thanks. it. Thanks. Little hero. Bye -bye. <laughs> that's the other thing about him, though. Our buddy Shafee had an interesting take on this when I was just talking to him off the air once one day. He's like, dude, autism isn't bad. It's it's evolution almost in a sense. Because these kids, they they have these almost superhuman abilities. Mm -hmm. they, but everything, it's like almost all of their brain power is focused like on this photographic memory. So it can't even ha handle things like senses anymore. I'm really worried about her son. She just got a picture of himself with a little mark on it. So... There could be someone coming for him. Look out with the guy with the rim glasses. Mm -hmm. He may be coming for your children, Susan. We'll take a break. Come back. Hefe and Dubs in the hideout on a Saturday night. 106.7 WJFK. You're in the hideout. The hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Well, they're totally gay for each other. The hideout. The hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. No, no. Hide out. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Joe Radio, Joe Ardinger. We are Al Hefe and J-Dubs. It's the Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Uh... Isn't it kind of funny how the Saturday night show has a way different vibe than when we were filling in during the week? Oh, yeah. More relaxed. That's just, but that was almost, you know, it's funny because that was almost the opposite of when we first were on in D.C. Mm. Remember the Saturday night show to be, used to be really kind of like rigid and... Yeah, we had everything planned, boom, 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 and then when we got on all week, we were just relaxed. Just kind of, you know... Go with the flow, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Uh, so 800-636-1067 if you want to hop into the hideout on this Saturday night and say what's up. Uh, even if you want to vent on a couple of things that maybe are on your mind. 
I saw this. I'm a little worried. Hmm. All right, let me tell you one of my biggest worries. And this actually happened to your cousin, didn't it? I have a fear that someone will break into my home and just start downloading child porn. Because that seems like the best way to get at someone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it seems like the stupidest excuse, dude, someone must have broken in. Yeah. And start, <laughs> there's no... If you, like, ever yeah, want, whatever. if you ever wanted to get at somebody... That's the best way to do it all. Actually, I've had that idea a few times for people. Really? Yeah, I've thought, you know what, that'd be terrific. The thing is, you can't find that stuff. I hear it's all over the place, but I've never seen a link to it. Have you? No, never once. And I, I look for porn. Not child porn, but I look for porn. See, I, that's my oh, thing, too. Is I never go online to look for porn, ever. I go porn surfing all the time, and you'd think one time, out of all the porn surfing I do... I would have run across it by now. And maybe that's the thing. Like, maybe that's how law enforcement can tell whether or not you're actually into it. Because, because you have to look for it? You have to seek it out. Mm. I would I would think, I don't know, I genuinely, I'm, I'm, now, I'm ignorant when it comes to internet porn. My cousin, yeah, he... Uh, By Curious BJ. He, it, it, someone didn't come to his house and download it. He actually downloaded it, but it was labeled something else. Like and off he, of Kazaa or something? Yeah, yeah, one of those, uh, you know... Uh, file sharing websites and he thought he was downloading regular porn and he opened it up i, I told him dude you gotta call the police you gotta tell them because if for some reason you know they go through your computer and they see that and you haven't reported it you're screwed i would do it immediately like as soon as i i'd be like oh my god and, and call. Yeah. Be like look this was a complete i don't know what happened i clicked this go investigate them i was listening to doug stanhope and He's right. Uh, pedophilia and child porn is the is the one crime that you aren't even allowed to see. Every other crime is a hit TV show. Child <laughs> porn. That's a great take. And uh, child porn, yeah. It, it, and I guess it's the only reason is because you are, uh, you know, running a batch to it or whatever. But right. say you're running a batch to, uh, um, you know, like uh, stupid criminals. Yeah, you know, right. The stupid criminal things. Does that make it illegal then to watch? I don't know. You're right. The more I think about that Stanhope take, that is very interesting. Like you're not even but, allowed to look at it. Yeah. It's the only one you can't see caught on tape. Like I understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe the whole thing is to deter it from even being made because yeah. that's where the you know the real real crime is. Because we had one of our listeners, a heretic, when in Orlando. Autistic. He was one of these. He has he, high function autistic. Yeah, yeah, he said he had the Asperger's syndrome or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And the kid worked at Disney, and he got busted for kitty porn. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole setup too. Like they went to Disney. They waited till he was at work to arrest him to make it into this whole media spectacle. Well, you heard about that bust that happened in uh, Tampa. What was it last week or a week and a half ago? Where they, they yeah they got twenty one guys. And by the way, they're all in Florida. Yeah, twenty one second chance state. 21 guys, never had a uh, uh, anything on their record before, caught with over 100,000 pictures and a tutorial, a PowerPoint tutorial on how to molest children and how to get away with it, all uh, individually sectioned into different ages. And how, like, how to cover how to it up. How to get away with it, how to, yeah, do it so their parents won't be able to tell. It was a very involved thing. 
So and, I, the, and the one guy had a jug of his own self underneath uh, his, uh, well, his when you computer. Say, when you say it like that, it was... Um, yeah, it was... It was so he wouldn't have to go get up and go to the restroom. But I don't think it was because he didn't have to go up and go to the restroom. I think it was that was another one of his fetishes. Really? Yeah. I don't think he was that addicted where he sat there and didn't want to go to the bathroom. I just think he liked that. <laughs> All right, Afrovirus says, maybe Heretic Talon wasn't looking up baby porn. Just someone broke into his home. Uh, who am I kidding? He was just a creep. He was. He was. He was one of our listeners, man. He, Everybody was creeped out by that guy. He looked like Big Bird, and but like a skinny, emaciated Big Bird, and he would always show up at the events and always ask people for a ride, and people would just leave him. <laughs> They'd give him a ride out, and then they wouldn't give him a ride home. Oh, boy. So I bring all that up. Hard on. Because <laughs> there's this dude. He actually works for the Sacramento Bee. Mm. All right. He pled not guilty to a felony charge of possession of child pornography. Okay. We have all, we've just discussed, it's awful, it's horrid. 52-year-old was arrested after trying to conceal a camera he was using to videotape a youth cheerleading competition at UC Davis on February 3rd. Mm. Prosecutors filed the complaint alleging a single felony count possessing obscene material depicting sexual conduct of a person under 18. So, but according to his attorney, this is what his attorney says, what he did was film fully clothed cheerleaders during a public performance. The question is whether or not that fits the definition of child pornography. He, he could get three years in prison for this. So he, was, he snuck a camera into their locker room while they were changing. No, it was a competition. They were performing. So they were out there doing what they do in front of cameras of parents yes. all day long. So it, if this goes through, there is the chance that if you're videotaping your kid at a cheerleading competition, if someone wanted to get squirrely and charge you for child pornography, there would be a president set. Yes! There already has been by him being charged. Again... He was filming a fully clothed cheerleader's public performance. Does that actually constitute child pornography? And the only reason I say this and bring it up is because that's one of my big fears is someone breaking into my home and downloading child porn. Now, all of a sudden, it could be going to my little brother's football game and I got a camera and I accidentally linger too long on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. This is scary, dude. Really, are we are we are we really busting the people that need to be busted? If this guy, and let me ask you this: in all honesty, is it child pornography if he then uses that and then goes and runs a batch? Um, now listen. If I catch it's someone, the, it's the awful thought. It's obviously you should not be sitting there fantasizing if you're 52, fantasizing about a youth cheerleader team. If he's I, you got to say no because that, that, that goes in too far of a gray area. Even though he is a pedophile probably, you got to say that's not child pornography because then then people will, will pervert that law and try to take that into, you know, into areas where it shouldn't go. 800-636-1067. Now, I do believe... Someone sneaking a camera in and kind of uh, uh, trying to take this for that reason is cause for a further search. 
and then they can look at his hard drive and say, all right, yep, you got child porn on here. Boom. Now now we have you. Before we didn't have you with just you videotaping uh, a cheerleading competition, but now we have you doing this. But even that kind of is a little bit uh, freaky. I have a video here. You want me to... No, I don't want to watch no, child porn. That's not what the video is. Whatever. Mike on line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Hey, what's up, guys? Yo, dope. Yeah, I'd be willing to bet that on the chiller thing. This guy's probably not just filming the routine. He's probably like focusing in on certain areas of their anatomy and stuff when they get thrown in the air and stuff like that. So it's probably easy to tell that he's just a perv and that it's for dirty purposes, not just casually filming. You know? Yeah, still, no, I mean, I, I even it, understand it, that. It, it's still going into a gray area. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. at, at what point do you stop? Then, then it's like, okay, then you're cheerleading. Then is it like you can't? And listen, I understand it's creepy, but we're talking child porn charges, not creepy uh, yeah. charges. You know, there's, I, there's one thing about being charged for being a creep. I, I, there was a dad that was a uh, one of the kids on a wrestling team. He was it was his dad. He'd come to all the meets and he'd try to give all of us hard boiled eggs that he kept in his pocket. What? That guy was a creep. But there's Did he want no you to reach in there and grab them yourselves? No, no, we'd just be sitting there, and he'd pull out a hard-boiled egg out of his pocket. Hey, you want a hard-boiled egg? What? No, no, Mr. Highlander, we don't. All right. But... <laughs> no need for names. He was a creep, but there's no reason to arrest him. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Mike. I mean, All right, guys. Appreciate it. 5,800-636-1067. I, I got the video, if you if you want me to play this, of this dude. Like, I guess they got the story here. Okay. Um, Hold on. It looks like it may take a second. Or maybe we'll come back with it. Because uh, now I got to download something. Yes, I want to download it. Hurry Ew. up. No, no, uh -oh, <laughs> I don't want to download that. That's not what I want to download. It's just, I don't know. It's it's a worrisome kind of thing. You can turn the uh, audio off now. I'll let you know when it pops up. It's a bit of a worrisome situation because, in all honesty, I mean, it starts here, mm -hmm. in a sense. And then where does it end? Uh, you just think about where it could end. Ew. And he, he, I will say this, he's a creepy looking Asian dude. I'll give him that. You know, he does look odd and he doesn't look appropriate. But for whatever the case, I still don't know if that's enough to charge this guy with child pornography when he's uh, simply, all right, hold on, right, bring it up now. I think here it goes. Give it a second. Oh, man, he's got my hairline. Need relief from constipation? Yes. Take Dolcolax and sleep on it. I love that now. Dolcolax works during the night to give you gentle, effective relief of your constipation Guilty. the next morning. <laughs> Guilty. I always forget. Dolcolax has a special no. comfort coating I'm that protects now. your stomach. So I, I need to hear the... Uh... Overnight <laughs> The overnight gentle relief. I need to hear the... Uh... Whatever they call it. Dolcolax. Gentle, predictable relief. Oh, no side effects. Yeah, because it's over the counter. Oh. Yeah, it's not one. A newspaper reporter goes into court to face child pornography charges. Good evening, I'm Lois Hart. And I'm Dave Walker. This case began when people began to question why that Sacramento Bee reporter was videotaping a girls' cheerleading event. KCRA3's Lindsay Palo was in the courtroom today and is live in our newsroom. Lindsay? Well, Dave and Lois, Gilbert Chan told the judge today he was not guilty of the one felony count against him. 
Gilbert Chan arrived at Superior Court this afternoon, staying in the shadow of his lawyer. Excuse me. Uh, would you please give us some space, sir? He pleaded not guilty to a single felony count of possessing obscene matter depicting sexual conduct of a person under 18. He waived his rights to have the complaint read in open court and to a speedy preliminary hearing. All right. Now, think about this for a moment. If there's sexual material going on, then it's the actual cheerleading routine. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it is. It's the it routine. It must have been an inner city one. Then left Racist. court as quickly and quietly you know, as like he arrived. Shake the rump. Mr. Sabadini, any comment from your client? No comment at this time. Yolo County prosecutors charged Chan after a youth cheerleading competition February 3rd at the UC Davis Activities and Recreation Center. Give me an M. A witness told UC Give me Davis police Chan was videotaping girls with a camera he was trying to hide. Rhonda Burka's Davis High School squad was at the competition. It was very disconcerting. Um, and you worry about the girls and their reaction. Burka is a cheer advisor and a parent. She says the organization running the competition is vigilant in protecting participants. If they see someone videotaping for more than one or two squads' performances, they come around and they ask you to leave and shut your camera off. So they're very conscious of what goes on at competitions. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? More pedophiles. Pedophiles. About who is around hey, kids and what they're doing. I think they just have to really be aware of people they they don't know. What does this guy Chan do? Currently on administrative leave from the Sacramento Bee. Why? He'll be back in court in May. Now, parents we talked to say they would hate to see video cameras being banned from school and youth activities. Capture wonderful memories for families, but they say that everyone should be aware of who's watching children and why. Back to you. Right, what did he do? And it, I, don't, I don't even understand what he allegedly did. And if it's sexual material, then um, it's the actual mm -hmm. performance they're putting on. It's not him. I don't, listen, I'm not one to defend quote unquote pedophiles. I'm not understanding Sound this. Like it. Paul, why? Well, I work with one. Paul, you're mm -hmm. in the hideout. Line two on WJFK. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, hey, uh, it was great seeing y'all at the uh, Clarendon Ballroom last night. It was great. I know, man. It was really a good time. I was most impressed with what I wore. Um, yeah. I went ahead. Mm -hmm. I decided to go with the uh, just the T-shirt instead of the <laughs> thong pulled to the side. And I got yeah, a lot of comments on it. That was great. Yeah, this country, and it sounds like these parents have totally gone overboard. Um the, you, how can you call videotaping a cheerleading, uh, you know, competition pornography? It, the problem here is, I mean, obviously someone's too uptight about this. But what they really need to be uptight about is what these girls, uh, what they're wearing and how they're performing. I mean, I'm a high school teacher. It's been 10 years since I've been in high school. And the skirts have gotten so much shorter. And what Still worked up. Yeah, what the cheerleaders are doing is so much more provocative. Right. It's absolutely, uh, you know, I mean, what do they expect? And, and the fact is, at my school, we would have boys stay after school mm -hmm. to watch the cheerleaders practice. Oh, yeah, we, we all, would, too. We, we all did that when we were, hey, thank you for the phone call. We're yeah. up on the break, Paul. Appreciate well, we mostly, it. Good, good you, seeing you last night out not, there. It wasn't really the, uh, the, uh, uh, cheerleaders we watched, we'd always watch 
the volleyball team because they're wearing like spandex, but they're bending over, and you can see yeah, everything. What, yeah, I understand what you're saying. This is ludicrous. Listen, we're becoming a nation of wussies. I mean, really, really overly protective. This guy, it sounds like his life could end up being ruined for nothing. Mm. He's going to go to all that trouble. He's going to go to the point of trying to get, quote-unquote, child porn, kitty porn, watching high schoolers at a cheerleader competition. Listen, I say they just look into him further, and they're going to find something. Well, they might, but this is this shouldn't be an offense that gets you in trouble. No. Agreed. Otherwise, there are stage moms all over the world that uh, should be in trouble. Those Benet Ramses and the way they film their little daughter. Take a break, come back. Hefe and Dubs, we're in the hideout Saturday night, 106.7 WJFK. The hideout. The hideout with El Hefe and J Dubs. That's bad radio. The hideout. The hideout. Another dimension, so to say. The hideout. We heard you guys have a uh, anything goes type situation here. Can we get a couple glasses of milk? Learn more at hideoutradio.com. Hideout. Fan Dubs 106.7 WJFK. It's your Saturday night, buddies. Joe Radio comes up. Dude, I love Joe and I love Joe Radio. He's in my top friends on MySpace. Mm-hmm. Joe Radio is. I just love his photo. I love everything that is Ardinger. I don't know how you couldn't like him. So write down this number. Keep it for Joe Radio if you want to pop in with us too. It's 800-636-1067. That's 800-636-1067. I sent out a MySpace bulletin that said, uh, you know, we're filling in for Rome because we did Wednesday through Thursday. And uh, anyway, sent me a little response. He's like, right on, although he cursed. <laughs> he said, heard y'all tonight. You should say, give us two weeks, and I guarantee you'll listen tomorrow. You guys need a writer. And then I write back, we did. And then he writes back, oh, duh, bad listener. Because <laughs> uh, that's one of the things you're back there in the phone screen, because I've been back there with their Don and Mike show. Mm-hmm. Bad listener. He chastises. So anyway, Joe Radio, though, good radio, coming up at uh, at 9 o'clock. Until you want to come in at 8.30, Joe? Joe, if you want to actually come in at 7.25... We'll uh, we'll step aside for Joe Radio. We'll hand it over to you, my man. Hey, I got a question on the Instant Messenger. Mm-hmm. It's actually a pretty good question. We were talking about the guy, ch- possible child porn charges for just filming a cheerleader yeah, a competition. competition. Yeah. yeah. He goes, so does this mean that if they show highlights of a cheerleading competition on high school sports TV show or on local public access channels, they're broadcasting child porn? Only... If you grow up yourself. Once you start doing that, it becomes child porn. Right. Once you make that leap. Ah, I got an IM from Pinchy. What's up, mofos? Haven't been able to listen live much, but just wanted to say hi, and I still love the show. Well, thank you, Pinchy and the 440. We do appreciate that. The hideout mm-hmm. uh, instant messenger is hideout radio. And if you search out certain websites, you can find that he posts almost every show from every radio. Right up there on Why website. call them out? Don't worry about it. All right, fine. I didn't say the website. 
I didn't say who he posts. He posts us, but we welcome it. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Spread the word. Um, almost like it's a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, 800-636-1067. Here's uh, uh, what else is interesting as far as um, mm-hmm. things that are going on in the news, J-Dubs. Oh, yesterday, I wanted to know if we helped deter any people. We had the story about the guy who got busted. This actually kind of falls along the same lines. For those of you that didn't hear it in the hideout last night when we filled in for Jim Rome really quickly again, it was a uh, Ohio guy accused of having sex with his picnic table. The investigation began when a tipster gave police three DVDs <laughs> showing Arthur Price having sexual intercourse with a metal round table on his deck. Apparently, the DVD starts, DVD starts with Price involved in a sex act in his bedroom, then walks out to his deck, tilts the table on its side, and has sex with it. He admitted to it and also said he had sex with the table indoors. I don't see. Where's the, again, where's the crime? And it's public indecency, and they say, well, there's an elementary school around. Well, there's always an elementary school around. And he was in his own backyard. Here's my problem. Can you not run a batch in your own backyard? I don't think so. I think you need to be inside the house with shades drawn so you can be shamed. Really? Yes. So you can't have sex in your backyard? No. That doesn't seem right. It's your backyard. It needs to be completely enclosed. You're not a plain view. If people can see it, you can't be doing it. At all? Mm-mm. Ooh. Eesh. All right. Did not know that. I think you just have sex in your backyard. No. You'd see it a lot more often. If you could. Well, I mean, you can unless you're looking for it. Yeah, I would think, because I've, I've done that before. I've had sex in the backyard, and it's awesome. Like, we should do this more often. No one can really see us. And if they do, or whatever. They shouldn't be looking. Don't you like outdoor sex? Hmm. A little dirty. Yeah, well, what, it's always dirty. You could get infections. Of course you could. My problem is... This guy had three DVDs full yeah. of this guy having sex with the table. You know he was just filming it for fun and just to pass it around to his friends. Well, then he got sick of it. He's like, all right, this is enough. And turns into the cops. That seems like something you'd do. It seems like... Oh, I would videotape the hell out of it. And I'd pass it around to my friends, but I don't know if I'd call the cops on them. Because this is baby step one for this guy. Table. You know? He's going to get tired of that table. And he's going to move on to something else later. And I want to see what that is. Because <laughs> you know it, uh, it's not... Well, and it and has, one of those are going to end up bad. Like, he's going to break that table and something's going to pinch down. It's going to end bad for him, and I want to have that on videotape. How many hits do you think something like that would get on YouTube if you, like, blurred it out? Or would they take it That'd down anyway? Viral. Oh, yeah. What, are you kidding? They'd probably take it down. You'd have to put it up on a different site. Break.com mm-hmm. would probably let it go, wouldn't if it? You, if you blur it out, yeah, probably. Surprised you don't see stuff like that more often online, or is that stuff out there? Um, I, I mean, you know, I've never seen anybody having sex with a table. I've seen people <laughs> have sex with a lot of things online. Table? Well, then, you're, then you're not downstairs in our house at five forty-five in the morning. Oh, I'm stretching. Never mind. With a table, though, no, I don't know. But like, where do you like? How do you seek that stuff out? And someone said they're called fernies, like for real. They have sex with furniture. They even dress up as furniture. Mm-hmm. It would, you think, you turn- think they get turned on by Cherry in uh, Pee-wee's Playhouse? Did I beat you to it? That's exactly where <laughs> I was going. I'm glad you did it, though, because I couldn't remember her name. Cherry. 
duh. Uh, 800-636-1067. I always thought Penny was hot. Which one was Penny? The uh, the girl with Penny's fries, and she was claymation. You know, you're kind of right about that. Mm. I always thought she was hot, too. Uh, other than, like, her and, like, Small Wonder. Were you attracted to Small Wonder when you I were a kid? To Small Wonder, I was also tra- attracted to... Uh, um, I Like, I was attracted to Small Wonder because I always thought... That was the only way a girl would fall in love with me, is if she was, she was a robot. programmed to? Yeah. Like, there was no other way that I was going to be able to. I always thought Punky Brewster was hot, too. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she grew up to be hot. And six from Blossom. Mmm. I never really liked her. I liked her better later on when she was on that show with Monique. Mmm. She has a nice big ass now. And you know that blossom was hideous. I cannot. Oof. I cannot believe that show even existed. You know who else was uh, hideous? Uh, Clarissa. I don't know. Clarissa explains it all. I actually kind of found her attractive. Oh, I the soft says. I, w- I wish uh, that whatever that kid's name was always crawled in there in room would have crawled in there with a knife between his uh, teeth one of the times and just ravaged. The that soft, would have been a good episode. The soft says, you mean you can't bang your own hot tub or pool? Oh, you know everyone's done that. Oh, I'm, I'm afraid of the hot tub. Those vacuums, bad stuff can happen in those. <laughs> I can't wait until that guy humps his barbecue pit. You know that's next. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, You're next. Eight hundred six three six yeah, I'm trying to think of who else there was like growing up here. Look, because a lot of it, mm. a lot of it was just a complete lack of self-esteem. Oh yeah, you're like that girl. I think is obtainable. Mm-hmm. And maybe of- that's the whole point. Mm. Like, I wonder if like teenagers now they look at uh, the like Hannah Montana that way, or is she already? But that's the thing; she's already so big of a star. You would think, oh, there's no, there's, there's never no a way. shot. Yeah. But here's little Punky Brewster. Here's a runaway. Might be a shot. Again, talking is when we were children, not now. Oh, although- well, I need to change my <laughs> mindset then. Hmm. You thought we were so weird. You thought we were completely somewhere else, huh? Yeah. Damn it. This conversation just got a lot less hot. Uh, <laughs> hideoutheretics.net is the fan board if you want to go there and um, take a look at it and download old shows and stuff like that. Hey. The Jamie Lynn Spears, I guess mm-hmm. she's one of those. She's about to turn 17. Yeah. Is she about to turn 17? Yeah, she's 16 right now, I believe. Yeah, she's on that Zoe 101. Well, she went out, and uh, I guess she's having a kid. Yeah, of course. The Spears family, very proud. Registered for different gifts at Babies R Us. Uh, one of them being the temporary <laughs> tramp stamps that we talked about last night. Um, but things ranging from the $141, uh, I'm sorry, buck forty nine teething ring to a car seat, also ultra frame, ultrasound frame, Cookie Monster bath towel. Why don't you just get a bath towel with Britney Spears on if you're going to do Cookie Monster? That should be Baby Neptune Ocean Gym. You almost cursed, didn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you almost cursed. You almost let one fly. So anyway, um, yeah, that was just one of those things, though, when you're growing up and you look at these kids that, you know, because you're a kid and you're looking at them. I, like, I never found Blossom hot. Nope. I, I always wondered, and I hated that up-close picture of her during that uh, during the opening credits, during that stupid song when she's dancing and everything. That beak was awful. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Her beak was terrible. Did you ever... Alright. 227. Mm -hmm. Who'd you want to have sex with on 227? Sandra? Is, was it Sandra the one that was played by Jack A? Yeah, Jack A. I always thought Jack A was hot. Her or the old woman on the porch? No. I'll tell you what. As a young man, I ran bat uh, batches to Blanche Devereaux. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty common. I think every and for for a 13-year-old, you run batches to a 68-year-old. That's kind of odd, but whatever. I got this one on the Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. What about Topanga from Boy Meets World? <sighs> Topanga? She was exotic enough. Yeah, and she was, they, they always had her play the nerd character, so you thought you had a shot with her. And that's what it was a lot of times, too. It mm -hmm. had to be the ones that were the nerd characters. How about uh, Lark Voorhees, Lisa from... Uh... Yeah, but they were all kind of too popular, so it was yeah. like you never really had a shot with them. Boy, the mind of a lunatic. <laughs> You're just sitting there as a kid thinking, I think I could get her. Yeah. You... <laughs> if I just had a shot, if, if I could meet her, I'd she'd love me. Yeah. I'd, I'd show her my, my collection of rocks. This one, I think, shaped like you. Jeff, on line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. First off, uh, Blossom looks like she had Down syndrome. <laughs> Little beady eyes. Yeah. Second off, Dobbs, I don't know how you can think Clarissa was not hot. She was a hot piece of ass. Who? Not only Clarissa. Not only she... Oh, man. Not you want to talk about a... retarded. <laughs> not only was she on Clarissa explains at all, she was also on Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and both she looked amazingly hot. I'd like to give her a DDT. I, I'm, hey, dude, I'm with you, Jeff. Thanks for the phone call, brother. 800-636-1067. I never even watched those shows, but I did think she was cute. Clarissa? And even, oh. in that, even in that movie with, um, what's his name? Any of the Full House Girls? Nah. No? Not interested in the Full House Girl. Maybe the chubby one. Who was the chubby one? Uh. Like the main daughter? Nah, I didn't like any of them. I, I like the one right in between. Pin a rose on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> You're a creep, man. 800-636-1067. You really are. You're a creep. Why? What was the name of that movie? Drive Me Crazy. Uh, Clarissa was in it. And so was Entourage. What's his name? Vinny Chase was in it, too. Age, uh, yeah, it was driving me crazy. Yeah. Whatever his name is. Um, so anyway, yeah. Full House. Let me see if there are any other shows you're growing up with. You're sitting there and you're thinking, yeah, I could get her. I want her. You're right about the Blanche Devereaux. Uh, Blanche Devereaux, yeah. Blanche Devereaux. What about the ladies from Empty Nest? Did you ever think any of them were hot? Uh, the one um, receptionist, uh, not... Was she like the the nurse assistant or whatever? Or? Right, right. Yeah, she was cute. How about any of the? Uh, what was that one show uh, that took place in the um, in the airport? In the airport, I believe. Oh, uh, Wings. Yeah, any of the Wings girls? I don't even remember Wings enough. I remember from Night Court, um, Christine. Which one's Christine? Uh, the uh, the public defender. Public defender. Right. I always and Roz, reason, of course. Yeah. You wanted Roz? For some reason, I did. I remember hearing In when the I early was episodes. A, I remember hearing when I was a kid that she was a lesbian and being like, "What's a lesbian?" 
What do you mean? Actually, they said something else. <laughs> D? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know. I doubt we could even say that on the radio. Ooh, we didn't include the F word in our Elite Eight of Hate. Oh, that's one we're forgetting. Yeah, that can go in instead of... And he's going to the East. Uh, that seems more like it's a West thing. Mm. Out there, San Francisco, they can go in there with the G word for yeah. Asians. All right, so we'll we'll, uh, we'll continue to discuss that. The Elite Eight of Hate. Yeah, I don't know why, how do we get started in this stroll down memory lane? I don't know. I think it was the uh, guy running batches to um Oh yeah, that probably is what it was. Mm. James on line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Hey, what's going on guys? I called you uh, about a couple days ago about the uh, person who uh was trying to sell a baby on a uh, Craigslist. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a good take. I forgot about that. What's up, man? Oh, uh, not too much. Hey, here's one for you. Winnie from the Wonder Years. Ooh yeah, Winnie. I don't Hot. know. A bit of a high forehead and too teethy for me. No, she was another one of those girls that, you know, Kevin Arnold was a nerd and he got it. Yeah, yeah but she, I mean, she just kind of had that hint of like freakism, like, you know, maybe if you got her alone and nobody was watching, you know, probably uh, pull some tricks out. You know, she really didn't start turning me on until sidekicks, though. Thank you. Hey, James. Appreciate the phone call, man. 800-636-1067. I never thought she was cute. Really? Not once. I always wanted Winnie. I think I ran a few batches to Winnie Cooper. Yesterday? No. Oh, yeah, What happens to these girls? Because you'd think they would pop them back well, that, in again. That Winnie Cooper is uh, like some fam- She's a lawyer now, like a real legit lawyer. Like anybody takes her seriously in court. Yeah. Who's your? Who's defending you, Winnie Cooper? Good luck. What was the name of uh, Kevin Arnold's older brother they used to call him? Um... Was, Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. But didn't he have like a nickname like Butthead? Butthead, yeah. So stupid. I hated that show. Alright, I didn't. I really liked I it. I loved it. That was a great show. I, I didn't like it toward the end. Start falling off toward the end. What are you talking about? They both had to go to different schools. I hated that, man. That was heartbreaking. <laughs> it was. You remember what it was like being a kid? Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that caught being a kid almost to a T. I think Ashley Music and I would be together to this day. Even though she would never would get with me. Cute little blonde girl growing up in Dallas. How many creepy things did you do? Dude, I, I listen to this. I did some creepy things as a kid. I there re- was some stuff, if I did them today, it would land me in prison. I remember, like to this day, I remember in the second grade, being excited, going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. uh... Like the line, because you would all get in line, everyone would take their trip across the school to go to the bathroom. I happened to be standing in line next to Ashley Music during our trek down to the bathroom and thinking, and for some reason we had to stay there for a moment. I don't know, remember what it was, if it was like a tornado drill or what. And I just remember thinking, this is awesome. I'm standing here next to Ashley Music and we'll be standing here all day. This is going to be great. And I, it's, it's etched into my mind, like that moment of being excited, of just... Being next to her. I remember. I can't believe you admit this one. <laughs> in middle school, the first year we got uh, yearbooks. I think it was in sixth grade. Maybe fifth grade. I remember going through, circling all the chicks who were hot, finding them in the phone book. Oh, yeah! Finding the last names. And there's a few last names for each of them. So I'd call the houses. <laughs> I'd ask for the person. And once they said, yeah, hold on, I'd hang up and I'd write down the number right next to them. <laughs> 
So I had the numbers. Dude. And then, like, when I got enough balls to call him, I would do it and then do the whole thing. Hey, you know who this is? <laughs> the most douche chill thing in the world. I, uh, oh, God. I remember a few times where a girl would actually talk with me on one of those those psychopathic calls. And for months, I'd walk by her house back and forth out in front. Oh, I used to like a creep. I used to ride my bike uh, by Becky Burning's house every day hoping to see her. I lo- Dude, I lost like 30 oh, pounds. And then you, you're playing it through your head on if she is outside this time. What am I going to play it off? How are you going to play it off? How are you going to oh, play it off? Oh, you live here? You're like, oh, wow. Fancy seeing you here. I was just riding by going to Bryce Woods' house. Me and Chris Dominguez used to sit there in the summer between the 6th and the 7th grade. And we would we would be like, all right. I'd circle this girl and be like, all right, I'm going to make her my girlfriend before we graduate. That's a rape list that you're making in that thing. Well, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Let me see the yearbook. No, it's mine. No, it's that mine. yearbook could be used as evidence against you, and you don't even know it when you're doing it. Allison on line two, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Wow. Hey, that about um, It's a Living. It's a Living. <laughs> that one, that the one's phone? the one in the the one of the waitresses in the yes. top floor. Yeah, With those Andrew chicks were all hot. And I, I, and I think that, thank you, Allison. I think that piano player was a rapist. It's a Living. I don't even remember that show. That piano player was creepy. Jeremy on line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Hey, what's up, guys? I don't know if you guys said it or yet, uh, or not yet, but what about that Michelle Trachtenberg? She used to be garbage back in the day, but Eurotrip was banging. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, you're right. She, she is hot now. She's one of those that kind of look like Topanga. Mm. Or she grew up to look like her. Yeah, but like 50 pounds less. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Thank you, Topanga was thick. Appreciate it. 800-636-1067. Yeah, now Chris. Apparently he's a big-time rapper there, like the Dallas area, kind of blowing up. Good for him. I still remember you, dude. I remember us two fat Mexicans lying on your living room floor, <laughs> deciding whether or not we'd work up the balls and talk to Laura Campbell. <laughs> we never did. Wow. Oh man, that I should be in prison. I should. I should have gone to one of those kid boot camps. I was a psychopath, and I think every kid was. Hey, did you ever, like, have it for one of your teachers? Oh, yeah. I wrote I wrote to one teacher a note. My mom worked at the school, you know, so I'd get there, like, really early. And I left it on her desk. And when she got in there, I ran in and took it. It's like, what's that? I'm like, don't worry about it. I can't remember what it was. It was creepy, though. Pinching the 440 says, I bet Dubs thought Sam from Give Me a Break was hot. I don't remember Sam. I think it was a boy. Uh... Ooh, look at Soth. Our boy Soth, who filmed the documentary for Bicurious BJ, he's out in L.A. now. He's yeah. We should have him call in. He's actually working on um, the show The show with Gene Simmons. Oh, really? He's filming the on Family that. Family Jewels? Yeah, he's filming on that show. He's like, Good for him. He's like, it's funny. I'm sitting there. We're filming this one scene. And then off the air, Simmons and I are talking about like rock and stuff. He says he's a really cool dude, which I wouldn't have really thought. No, you'd think it'd be kind of pompous. All right, so Alyssa Milano's number one for the 80s TV shows who grew up to be hotties. Nicole Eggert. She was one of those that you didn't think you had a shot with, though. Tatiana Ali. 
Ah, yeah, Ashley Banks from The Fresh Prince. Oh, yeah. Uh, She's one that you didn't think you had a shot with either, though. I, it was Obtainable was a huge thing when I was a kid. Mm-hmm, same for me. Tiffany Amber Thiessen I always really liked. Mm-hmm. Josie Davis from Charles in Charge. Oh, yeah. I don't even know who she is. Look her up. I like that one. And I get it wrong. I guess Winnie Cooper is a mathematician. Oh. Uh, yeah, mathematician, not a uh, lawyer. So she's up there pulling rabbits out of hats and... That's a magician. Oh. Soleil Moon Fry. Ooh, yeah. She may be one of the hottest ones ever. Who's this? Rudy? Oh, damn. Yeah, look Rudy's at, hot now. Look at Rudy. Rudy's sexy as hell. Whoa, she grew up to be real hot. You didn't see that coming, did you? No, not at all. I saw the uh, Cosby Show reunion thing, and they popped her up. Oh, Winnie, did you like any of the other Cosby girls? I like Lisa Bonet. Yeah, yeah, I'm like her now, though. If you see anything lately of her, I liked her in High Fidelity. I thought she was pretty cool. Um, Candace Cameron, DJ mm -hmm. Tanner, DJ. That was the old one in uh, Full House. And then Jody Sweeten, Stephanie Tanner, Full yeah. House. Do you see what she looks like now? No, she hot. Hey, come she, here. She's she had right. a meth problem. She's number ten. Oh well, now she is hot. She had a meth problem. Oh yeah. It's not bad. Side. Yeah, it's a little, little, little saggy. Whatever. They want to work on that. Does that. What? Meth does that. All right, sideshow. What is this you're talking about? Pop on the air with us. He, had, he asked a question. I thought the one of the chicks from the Fresh Prince show was in a porn or something. I was wondering if it was that really? Tatiana chick you were talking about. I don't know about that, if that's was, true. Was it a real porn or a Red Shoe Diaries one? I think it was a real porn. All right, we must know this, and our, our mm -hmm. listeners will know. I'm sure I'll get the link before the end of the, if it's true, I'll get a link for it. Hey, let's take a break and come back. Nice stroll down memory lane. I, uh... Should we be using last names on the air? <laughs> Whatever. We are. We are not talking bad about them. We're just giving personal memories of how we wanted to uh, stalk them. <clears throat> Do you think anyone ever, like, like, girls ever sat around and, like, circled our photos? No. If they did, they wrote creep by it. All right. Avoid. I hope my locker's not next to this creep. All right. For God's sakes. Dude, let me tell you this story real fast before okay. we go to break. All right, so in high school, mm. or no, middle school, I was really, like, into a couple of chicks. And then there was this one girl who had who moved in the, uh, to Truman, mm. where I went to school, in, like, seventh grade. She just moved there. Uh, De La Cruz, we'll call her. Okay. All right? A big, fat beast. Like, a big, fat, curly-haired Mexican beast. Uh-huh. Everyone thought because both of us were big, fat, <laughs> curly-haired Mexican beasts that we'd make the perfect couple. <laughs> Everyone. And I would get so pissed. I would get so angry. I'm like, no, I want to be with Laura or Becky or Amanda, not De La Cruz. <laughs> oh, she was... I mean, she, she was humongous. <laughs> and it was, it was all the girls saying it to you, wasn't it? Your guy friends were just like, 
you know, whatever. No. The guy Sam, friends of Sam well, they, they were well, just, you, they were just ra- razzing you, Yeah, though. they'd be running a bit. But the girls are serious. Why don't you go out with Taylor Cruz? And Becky would be like, oh, she's so nice. You guys would be perfect her. together. And I'm like, no, I want to be with you. <laughs> but I wouldn't say that. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> She was one of those girls, you know, you met girls that have, like, fat back. Yeah. You know, we used to have an intern, Hooch, and it she was, she was like a Mexican Hooch. And that's a really an insight thing for those of you mm-hmm. listening to Orlando as an old intern of ours. she the, the This girl, Hooch, that was an intern of ours, for any of you that look like the, that watched The Biggest Loser, she looks like the blonde-haired kid that's on it now, but when he started. I thought it was her at first. When I was, I think, I think it was my senior year of high school. We decided to walk around, me, BJ, my cousin, uh, and Scratch, our friend, went around and decided to ask the biggest messes to the prom. Yeah. Without, you know, no no thought of actually going with them. We were just messing around one lunch period. And I asked this disgusting mess to prom, and she played it off and just walked away, blah, blah, blah. Four weeks later, she comes back to me. So are you serious about the prom thing? <laughs> I couldn't help but to just start laughing. Oh, no. It was the meanest thing in the world, and she went home from school that day. Oh, you're, dude, you're a prick. It's it karma. four weeks later. Dude, it's karma like that that I is keeping us from being full-time it. employed. I wasn't expecting it. I would have been able to keep together and gave a good excuse if it was like a few days later. But four weeks, it came out of nowhere, and I couldn't help myself. I just remember this, getting back to that Daily Cruise <laughs> mm-hmm. that wanted me in middle school. The Shimi, somebody ended up like taking her yearbook and showing it to me in between periods. Ew. And she got run. Oh, no, it's <laughs> not me. And there were, there were like these little hearts drawn around my photo. Oh. And and then there were like Cheeto stains up in the corners where you would turn the page. <laughs> I remember we used to do this thing where we would steal pictures, like little uh, little Walt sized pictures of like most disgusting people, and we would write like I really like you, blah 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 blah, blah on the back of it, <laughs> and we'd leave it on people's desk, and they'd sit down, they'd read it, and they'd flip it over, and they just see that mess. <laughs> And back on line one may have an answer to Sideshow's question. Hey, um, Family Matters. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the girl from uh, that did the porn was on Family Matters. Oh, yeah. That's what I think. Oh, wow, yeah. It's on that celebrity rehab show, too. Oh, is she? I need to start watching that. Thank you, Allison. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No problem. Good call. Get off the speakerphone next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I remember that. It was a Family Matters girl. Everyone says that celebrity rehab's great. Really? It doesn't I, work. Yeah, but I don't really like reality shows unless it's the biggest loser. This is kind of making fun of people too, so Yeah, that's why I think I can maybe get into the celebrity. Mm. I like inter- I like I like intervention. Intervention. Yeah. So why would I not like it then? It seems like I, I just always forget about it, you know? It's on VH one. Forget about everything on there. Where asses, man. We think about it. It's like, no. Oh, I was the biggest prick in the world in high school. Mm-hmm. Just the stuff you used to do to people. <laughs> I wonder if that Dela Cruz, like, if she's even alive now. 
or if like she's still a mess and like you know how sometimes you still fan like fantasize and wish you were you know people you knew in high school and stuff like if she still thinks about me that way i i always wonder if maybe like, i should throw it to her if people have bad dreams about when i'd poke them in the stomach or whatever <laughs> i was i was horrid i was a monster was look at your george ticket death.com i gotta go to that real fast and read all right maybe we take a break and come back okay i don't know i feel like i want to keep going though. okay hold this still a long break at the top i'm cool pep yeah sideshow real fast how many minutes top to top to me on the i am how many minutes we have okay of commercials that we got to take this hour go to the yard stick of death and time being <sighs> yeah i want to go to yardstickofdeath.com that's dubs's blog Okay, cool. We'll just take it to the top then. So on Dubs's uh, blog, yardstickofdeath.com, that's where you essentially, by the way, it's the Hideout Hefe and Dubs 106.7 WJFK, just resetting for you, live here on a Saturday night if you want to hop in, 800-636-1067. But you, you essentially, you blog, mm-hmm. um, like your days and... You know, whether or not you've had good days and bad days. Yeah. And then the whole yardstick of days.com. It's a problem when you're trying to talk and type at the same time. Mm. <clears throat> so, anyway, you have this whole thing where you're trying to turn my life around a little yeah. bit. You know, and uh, this is the way to do it to track every day, mark if they're good and bad. Um, if I have 36. More bad days than good days. That means the uh, the bullet has reached the end of the yardstick, and I have to shoot myself in the head. Um, but if I have thirty six good days over bad days, um, then I'm free and clear. It's kind of a way, a motivational way it of is. kind it's, of turn my life around. It really because when you see that that bullet is getting closer to that revolver, you start living life a little bit more. Yeah, you realize, man, I got to do something. All right, here's what I love about you, though. So, you had finally gotten it back to 36. Mm-hmm. All right, so that means you're kind of in a clean slate. If you get it up to 72 inches away, the bullet, 72 inches away from the gun, it's over. then you're done. Or if you don't kill yourself by the end of the calendar year, it's over. So, Thursday. I want to read your blog, all right? Thir- okay. Thursday. Bad. <laughs> i got to make sure yeah, I don't yeah, curse. Yeah, edit it out a little bit. <laughs> I am tired, and if I get bothered one more time by this new blank at the AM station, I will gut him like a deer. (laughs) I do a lot of production for this station, and I'm always willing to offer a helping hand to the numerous shows that take place on the station. The new guy wants me to pull bumper music. Okay, fine, no problem. It gives me a list of 50 songs. I remember a show in the past that asked him to do that, too. Uh, 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 Okay, I can do that. (laughs) <laughs> but what drove me up the wall is him calling every five minutes to tell me another song he needs. I want to stab him. I'm not kidding. One inch closer equals 35 inches. All right. First of all, you really let this guy get under your skin oh, that much? I hate him. <laughs> I had a meeting with him as the program director. He's an excitable guy. Go to Friday. I did. Friday. Equal bad. That blanking blank blank called again. <laughs> really? Why do you need the entourage theme? Is it that important? 
your show doesn't start for another two weeks, and that's your biggest worry? Blank you. Okay, other than that, I'm doing a triple today from 10 a.m. to 2 a.m. Son of a bitch. One inch closer. <laughs> 34 inches. Talk for a moment. My mic broke. Yeah, um, so the yardstick of death is going pretty badly. This Like, every week I tend to lose an inch. I'm not going downhill fast. Yeah, you're I'm still going downhill. All right, people are saying this bit better pay off. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Just because we got this guy in the building here in Tampa full time now, <laughs> it may be the reason why it pays off. I don't know if he thinks I'm working for him or what. It's funny though. I like. I love how the. It's just the little things. Like overall, I wouldn't have thought you had a bad day. In fact, what's kind of funny is we had great shows filling in for Jim Rome this week, yeah. and I would just think that the opportunity that we had to fill in with Jim Rome, that would be enough to put you in the positive. But instead, you let this guy and his music that he needs for his I sports show. I hate him. You, like, let that ruin your mood. Ruin your entire day. It was five hours straight of nothing but calls from him. He kept on calling. Calm down, son. I'm serious. He wouldn't stop. And then he knew I was getting annoyed with him, so he called the front desk. <laughs> and she was bringing me back sticky notes of different songs. I hate him. For now. There we go. You don't hate him. I do. Listen, as the program director, I demand you to not hate him. I have to. And that but I love this blog. Hate him with all my being. Again, yardstickofdeath.com. Did you what was a good day? Uh Monday I believe it was good. Maybe. Or Tuesday. Either Wednesday, or Wednesday was good. Let me okay. read one of your good ones. Wednesday. A long day. But a good day. I started at the radio station. We do the show at JFK uh, and uh, then go to the food job. Radio flew by. JFK show rocked. No one wanted to order food. Everything is happy and sunny. Oh, and the JFK show went so well, they asked us to fill in the rest of the week. One inch away, 36 inches. Go to Monday. I think Monday was pretty good. I got to admit. I, uh... I really don't like it when you have good days. It's a boring read. <laughs> uh, it is. I think Monday I, I it started off bad, but then it got good. So, right, I want to give you. I want to do Tuesday because it was a bad one. Okay. All right. Uh, it's the Hideout Hefe and Dubs one hundred six point seven WJFK. Reading through yardstickofdeath.com, my blog. It's his suicide blog. Mm. Tuesday equal bad. After a full night of sleep, I stretch my arms while in bed to surprise one of the many animals are in my house puked in my bed. Who was it? I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to murder whatever beast left its dinner by my head. It's going to be a long day. I have eight hours at the station, then I have to go sell food to the ghetto. <laughs> I didn't even know that. In high school, I was much more racist than I am now. Returning to the food service industry reminds me why. Really? Yeah. I know I know your food service job, which tomorrow is your last day because mm-hmm. you got full time at the station. But it makes you racist? Yeah. Because I mean, if you read on, it tells you why. Okay. People really are that dumb, and a lot of them are predictable because of their class, and even at times race. Anywho. I can tell what people are going to order by how they sound on the phone. All right, give me, all right, so let me say a redneck calls. A redneck calls? 
He's going to want a stuffed crust, pepperoni, and ten boneless, fiery hot wings. Okay. Make them flaming hot. What does a uh, a black person want? A black person, they want the 555, and they want ten, uh, no breading on the wings, but honey barbecue. That sounds good, actually. I love no breading on the wings, and I love honey barbecue. What's wrong with that? Like, back to the block. I'm, just, I'm just saying they're predictable. Anywho, it's been a long day that has been a pile of blank. But CK over at JFK called and asked if we wanted to fill in for Rome tomorrow. That is the one highlight of my day. Not enough to overcome my misery. One inch closer, 35 inches. It's fantastic reading, man. I'm mm-hmm. glad you're keeping up with it. Because a lot of the problem is that we start a bit and we never really end up going through with it. I wish I could do it every day. But I, I I do recap every day. I just don't get it done every day. All right. Space Edge wants to know, is this guy at the AM station named Dro Silva? <laughs> no, it's not me. All right. Let's take a break. People were commenting on our laughs when we were talking about how evil we are. <laughs> like our app, our laughs when we're really, like, laughing and, ex- and, and joyful. It's just really evil. It's odd. The joy we get recalling... <laughs> How much pain we <laughs> we dished out to people. <sighs> that's why we're in the hideout, and that's why those of you listening right now are heretics. The the names we would call people in high school were mean. They weren't even funny. They were mean. Uh, we had one girl who was just tall and ugly, so we called her tall ugly. <laughs> it was just mean in high school. Hey, tall ugly. What would she do? Look down the floor. And she had a long way to look because she oh, was yeah. tall. Tall and ugly. <laughs> tall and ugly. <laughs> Unimaginative, but f- the funniest name you can call her. Tall ugly. All right, let's take a break. Jesus. FN Dubs live in the hideout on a Saturday night. If you want to hop in on the fun, 800-636-1067. Take a quick break and come back. Maybe a little longer than normal. Nah. Actually, it's a normal one. It's, okay. a, it's a hideout. Half and Dubs 106.7 WJFK. Come on! Hideout with El Jefe and J Dubs. Here's a confession. I'm in love with a man. What? I'm in love with a man. A man called God. Does that make me gay? Am I gay for God? You betcha. You're in the hideout. Learn more at hideoutradio.com. The hideout. Hour three, the hideout. FN dubs live on a Saturday night. It's 106.7 WJFK. If you want to participate, a number of ways to do so. First of all, I encourage you to sign up at hideoutheretics.net. That is hideoutheretics.net. It's a fan forum. A lot of people from the first go-round of the DC show, then Orlando. Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys rediscovering us on Saturday nights on WJFK. Get a whole bunch of old stuff. Every link you would ever need to anybody and even shows we're related to is right there. Nameless does a good job with that. A lot of audio, even audio from my uh, AM talk show I'm doing in Tampa is available there, too. 
Uh, also, there's the AOL Instant Messenger Hideout Radio. That is Hideout Radio. And then, of course, the phone numbers if you want to call, 800-636-1067. All right, hour two is silly. That's the only way to describe it. I've laughed harder than I have in a while. And I don't know if everybody is, but I hope so. I think so. Those, uh, when we're having, those stories are pretty universal. Yeah, when we're having fun, the listener's having fun. Um, <sighs> ah, just no, took it out of me. This is pretty funny. One time you got me laughing with one of your stories, and I was drinking soda at the same time, and it got in my nose and it's still up there. Oh, is it sting a little bit? Yeah. Check this out. 21-year-old dude arrested on Thursday for suspicion of illegally burning various household household items in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was cardboard uh, spread out throughout the street, wet paint in the middle of the street, pile of household items on file, according to the cops. On fire, I'm sorry. Uh, The guy was standing in front of the fire, throwing chairs onto it. (laughs) The cops asked the dude what he was doing and he said i'm starting a movement mm-hmm. here's the quote from the cop i asked him what the movement was about he said it was for what he believes in so i asked him what he believes in he said mary kate and and ashley olsen and toby keith <laughs> so that was what his movement was about that, yeah it was just them what about them the, you want to explain that? No idea. <laughs> then he listed off other names that he couldn't remember them all. He just remembered Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen and Toby Keith. So I arrested him for reckless burning. <laughs> uh, dude ended up admitting to having one glass of wine and an energy drink. That'll do it. Get a little surly after that kind of mess. But he wasn't intoxicated, they said. Of course, there's only one glass of wine. And he also appeared not to be medicated. But it's like the whole idea. Just, it was falling down for him. I'm he starting had, a movement. He just had enough. Defense was his license plate, and he was he was ready to raise hell. What names would you throw out there if you were th- starting a movement? And just to be silly? Screech. <laughs> it's all about screech. Uh... Oh, and then there's this. Katrina victims may have to repay money. For what? Actually, there's a a private contractor based in Fairfax, ICF International, under investigation for the compensation it received to run the Road Home Grant Program for Katrina victims, says that in the rush to deliver aid to homeowners, rush, yeah. (laughs) That's one word you cannot... Attribute to Katrina. Yeah. They uh, they inadvertently gave some people too much money. Now they want to hire a separate company to collect the millions in grant overpayments. Come on. What the these people don't deserve that extra four hundred bucks they may have gotten? I know exactly. Kidding me? One third of the qualified applicants for road home help have even yet to get any sort of rebuilding check as of the last week the program which has come to symbolize the lurching katrina at recovery effort has 11 billion in federal funds 
Why don't you have Why don't you have rape victims? Uh, you know, have to be forced to put out to someone later on. I mean, that, that's essentially the same thing. These people are victims of a horrific uh, circumstance, and now they have to deal with all this crap later. We already forgot about them, and now we're going to go take money back? Mm-hmm. Jesus. So anyway, there's your government at work. And then the private contractors. Man, it's just disgusting. Hey, our buddy Soft's on the line from L.A. Who? Soft. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, man. How you doing? Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, just to get you caught up really quickly, Soft is a guy we met in Orlando when we were doing the show there. He uh, we We... Dubs his cousin, who we reference constantly on the show, by Curious BJ. He was coming to town to visit, and I said, I love the guy. And I I put out on the air, I'd love to have someone help us out and make a documentary about by Curious BJ. Soft did, followed mm-hmm. around BJ. I still have not watched that whole thing because it is so douche chill. I do I not, have, want, I do not I want to relive it. it. Is there a trailer anywhere where people can see the trailers? On, on by Curious BJ's... Uh MySpace, he has both of them up there. If you go to myspace.com slash bozo bob, <laughs> you can find him on there. You really sh- and he, I think he's in my top friends list. And I think he's on mine, too. Yeah, so if you just go to ours, you'll probably be able to see him. Did y'all see his new picture up on MySpace, by the way? His no. He's got a knife to a girl's neck and a photo. All right, <laughs> so I have like a-, a group photo. It's hilarious. Gotta go through that. Now. Yeah. All right, so, so anyway, you moved out to L.A. though because you're actually, you know, you're in, you're the, in the movies. You're in the industry, and you're working on Family Jewels. I'm uh, working on Family Jewels, uh, and I also work a little bit on Beauty and the Geek, which is also fun. Dude, uh, but mostly Family Jewels right now. How is it being out there in L.A., man? Uh, it's great. I'm actually sitting outside right now, getting a tan. Um, yes. Gorgeous weather. And uh, in, in TV, it's great because. I basically get paid to hang out with really cool people and uh, hot chicks all day, which hey, is awesome. Hey, let me ask you this, because I've seen you, and you're not exactly pretty. But hey, I'm, I'm hairy, like you. Yeah. I mean, is it is it easy to get laid in L.A. or not? Well, like, in Orlando, and especially like back in Texas, you can pull the whole, yeah, I work in film and television with, with girls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can't do that, because there's so many people doing that. Your personality, and uh, go out and have a good time. Hey, what is it, uh, what's it like, uh, how's, um... Gene Simmons, you were telling me a story about you guys being in a jail cell together. Tell that story real fast. Uh, well, I really I can't talk about that because of uh, contracts and stuff right now. Oh, well, the, Jesus! Uh, well, what's the actual stuff, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't talk about that. I can talk about like hanging stuff. All right, well, tell me about what it's like to hang out with Simmons. Uh, uh-huh. it's, he's a jokester. Like, uh, there's like we we use an air horn for something on set, and we like we have to keep that away from Gene because he'll go up behind people. And blow an air horn right <laughs> <on> the <camera. laughs> so we'll do stuff like that. Did you ice that man? It's so Hold on. He's, he's a really cool guy. I mean, I'll be sitting downstairs playing music, and he'll come down. We play like Jimi Hendrix down in his garage, and he'll come down and sing the whole song with Jimi Hendrix. And I'm like, holy wow, this is awesome. I got Jimi Hendrix and uh, Gene Simmons singing along. In his garage, you know, at two o'clock in the morning. That's really so, cool. Well, cool, Soft. Well, dude, it's uh, it's good to uh, good to check in with you, my man. Thanks well, for uh, nice talking to y'all. Best of luck to y'all. Y'all come out and visit me sometime. Uh, Maverick sucks, so you oh, know, beat. I'll get to go all the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Think of thousands. All right, five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> 
He isolated our laughs from the last segment. We were so tickled with ourselves. <laughs> hey, play it again, Sasha. <laughs> it's so evil. It really is me. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Hey, what's the name of the song you play when we come back from the break? Someone wants to know. Um, straight to Video by Mindless Self-Indulgence. Okay, very cool. So there you go. Now you have your answer. So do you agree with what Condoleezza Rice said earlier this week, that the U.S. has a birth defect when it comes to <laughs> race? The world has a birth defect. It's a natural thing. I think everybody has a little racial bias. You either Not root, root for your own or, you know, you root for one, you root against one. It's natural. But I like that she's coming out and saying this so I can just play it off as, hey, I was born this way. You can't blame me. It's genetic. Mm. And with your family, it actually is. The United States still has trouble dealing with race because of a national birth defect that denied black Americans the opportunities given to whites. At the country's very founding, Europeans came here by choice, Africans in chains. Descendants of slaves did not get much of a head start, and I think you continue to see some of the effects of that. That particular birth defect makes it hard for us to confront it, hard for us to talk about it, and hard for us to realize that it is a continuing revel uh, relevance for who we are today. That's what Condoleezza Rice said. You want to hear something, Condi? Here in Florida, they, uh, they apologized for race uh, for uh, for slavery this uh, this week mm -hmm. many black leaders from the NAACP and other organizations came out and said too little too late so anytime anybody tries to move forward we're slapped in the face and ch said no not good enough we can't move forward because then we aren't we aren't allowed to well, in, in all honesty, it is a little too little too late, but it's, it's a start. Exactly. So don't be slapping starts in the face. Let, let those things uh, you know, grow into something bigger. I think it is a start, and uh, I think you have to acknowledge it with an apology before you can move exactly. forward. Exactly. So why did they not accept the apology? Well, did they not accept the apology, or did they just said okay, but it is... It it's too little, too late. All I heard was too little, too late. It's tough for me to argue that when you got chains, but well, well you gotta you gotta accept the apology. I do agree with that. But then you have to then begin to take remedies so of that you course. can start solving but, problems. But that cuts that off right there. No, I agree. I completely agree with that. But do you think she's right with what she said though, that we have you have a tough time? Of course. On both ends. How do you have it so tough, white man? No, I'm saying uh, people are born into a certain um, mindset, black people included. They think that the white man, all the the new white people bring, being brought into the world are going to be against them. And uh, the white people think that the black people that are bo being born into this world are going to be against them, too. It, it, it's just a continuation of the uh, the generation before. 
Well, and it's gotten better. I mean, it it's obviously gotten better with where we are right now. I mean, you're beginning to see that progress. That was even part of the thing that I started off the show with in that documentary that I watched with uh, uh, called Black Magic. But when people will not acknowledge the progress, it kind of stifles it. I completely, wholeheartedly agree, man. Um, so this got me thinking. It gets us to start thinking, why bother? At some point, oh, then this we should not do anything, though. There should be no apologies. There should be no reparations. There should, there be, should be. But if they're going to be smacked back in the face at us, we're going to What do you mean there? Don't be racist. What? They are those people? Is no. that what you're saying? The, the apologies and everything, they're going to be smacked back in the face at us. We're going to stop offering them. But do you understand why people are angry, though? Like, why you would be upset? Listen... And they should have accepted the apology. I didn't even. I haven't even heard about that. So I'm going to have to go find that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you do have to. You have to acknowledge and say, "I'm sorry." And it's like, well, you know, too bad. Well, okay, you may say too bad, but I just really want you to know that I'm sorry. And now we'll see if we can move forward from this point. But that conversation has to be had. Does it not? Then allow it to be had. That's I, all I'm saying. I completely concur, my friend. It's F.A. and Dubs in the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Stop standing in my way. 800-636-1067. So, with it being uh, basketball season and, you know... Come on. No, it was... It, 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 that is not, not a natural segue. That's not, Slavery into basketball is not a natural sla- uh, uh, segue, and I'm not going to let you get away with that. Shut up. It's not what I meant. So, <laughs> we did this a couple years ago called the Elite Eight of Hate. Yeah. And I want to update it and see if uh, everything is still the same. And if you want to call in and be a tiebreaker, maybe we'll just have Sideshow be the tiebreaker. And we can go from there. But I've set up up a bracket. And according to this bracket, we'll figure out what's the most hateful, harmful word. Now, we can't actually say the word. Of course. But it's always fascinating to me to hear people's arguments as to why a specific word hurts them. To me, they're... You better not be saying the C word for white people. Cracker? Oh, that stings. That stings to the core, my friend. Well, I actually decided, in all fairness, to include that word in this tournament. Should. It's going to go in the Midwest. You know how many nights sleep I have lost because of that word? It's going in the Midwest portion of the bracket, mm-hmm. going up against... CJ, there's the initials for a... Uh, Arab? Yes. Okay. In the West, we have the G word for Asians mm-hmm. and the F word for gays. Fun? Uh, in the Eastern region, we have the K word for Jewish people mm-hmm. going up against the C-bomb for women. And in the South region, we have the N-bomb going up against the S-word for Hispanics. So we'll That's a strong first round right there. Yeah. All right, get this in the SMS messenger. Most hateful word, woman. Uh, it's always weird, too, like whenever I hear the word Mexican, I always... Uh, because it's usually accompanied by something like... An adjective. Dumb or dirty. Right. Yeah. That's why that's usually a hateful one. Yeah, because it just said Mexican. Mm. Same word was with Jew. What everyone says, Jew. You mm-hmm. always you're like. It's not a bad word, but it's like just in the inflection in which people say it. Inflection and accompaniment by other words. Right, Perry. 
Line one, you're in the hideout on WJFK. Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? What's up, man? Yeah, I, I wrote a book about uh, the subject, uh, and uh, I got to say, it's been my experience and through my research, I found that if you acknowledge racism, uh, I mean, I don't mean just acknowledge it like when you see it, but I mean, if you acknowledge it and, and play into it, you just perpetuate it. Uh, you know, like if, if I'm supposed to apologize for something I didn't do, you know, doesn't that cause bitterness? I mean, Dub is kind of showing that right now. Uh, yeah. Be, be, he shouldn't have to apologize for something he didn't do. He well, never wrote his play. Here's the thing. You apologize for it, fine. But when it's not accepted, and I really had nothing to do with it, but I'm still manning up and doing it, that, can, that's when it gets bitter. All right, let me give you an analogy. Hey, thank Perry for the phone call because you got some noise back there. I'm going to give this analogy here because I, I did it on the air uh, when I talked about this on the uh, on the Tampa show. I'm about to take over as a program director of two radio stations. Insert laugh drop, because really it's stupid that I'm going to be a PD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Let's All right, so I'm going to be a program director of a couple of stations in Tampa. And I walk into a situation where there are some really bitter people who are upset mm. over, what a previous, over what previous management has done to them. Of course. Now, what I am going to do walking in as the program director is... Continue that. I'm going to walk in and say, look, I'm sorry. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say, look, I'm sorry for whatever so-and-so and so-and-so said to you or did to you or promised to you and didn't deliver. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that happened to you. And I understand why you're upset and you harbor some bad feelings. But we got to come together. We got to right these ships. And I need you on my team. Can we move forward? Now, if they say no, I'm not accepting that and throw it back at you, what are you going to do? It's I'm now going to be upset. And that's why I, that's why I said to your point earlier, I, I understand. Um, but, but regardless, I think the onus is on me to step forward and say, I'm sorry. I didn't do this to you. I didn't make these promises to you. I didn't have anything to do with what happened to you previously. But I'm going to acknowledge it and apologize for it. And say, I'm going to do my best to make sure that we don't do this in the future and that hopefully we're on the same page so that we can all work together to move forward. And if they say too little too late, then you're right. It is on them at that point. Mm. But I've made the first step. And then that way, at the very least, you come out as the good guy. You know what I mean? And, th and that's really what it's all about. Never mind, I don't want the PD job. <laughs> Going around saying I'm sorry like a big wuss. All right, let's take a break and come back and do this Elite Eight of Hate. If you want to help us out on it, 800-636-1067. We just need like a couple of people, maybe some of the regulars that are on IM, if you want to call in and help us uh, break down this bracket and find out what is the most hateful, harmful word. I believe the last time we did this, the C word for a woman. By vote one. By one vote beat the N-bomb. I was shocked by this. Yesterday when I had teased that we were going to do this, Black Albert, black guy, also put in his two cents saying the C-bomb is a more hurtful word for a woman than the N-bomb is for a black guy because the N-bomb is used jokingly too. sometimes as a, you know, almost like dude yeah. within the race. 
when you don't really see women dropping the C-bombs with women just kind of for fun. So just keep that in mind. 800-636-1067. We'll find out what's the most hateful, harmful word next in the hideout with Hefe and Dubs on 106.7 WJFK. And the Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. Keeping America baiting for 300 years. The Hideout. Terribly sad indictment of our society. You're in The Hideout. An appeal to the sodomists. The Hideout with El Hefe and J-Dubs. With its overtones of bestiality. The Hideout. Here's my smegmas at packing up. Back in The Hideout, Hefe and Dubs, 106.7 WJFK. About to wrap it up for the week. Mm-hmm. Joe Radio takes over in 29 minutes. Hello, yeah. Mr. Ardinger. Hello, Joe. Congratulations, boys. You did a great job this week. Why, was, thank you. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. Felt good. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It really was. And I was listening to you last night. You were talking about how you listened to Rome. And I actually listened to Rome. I like to listen to him on Mondays to get the recap of the weekend. Mm-hmm. But, man, you guys fit perfectly. Well, thank you, Mr. Ardinger. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that I heard that laughing driving in. And then I was laughing in my car like a moron. <laughs> it's contagious. It really it is. is. Well, we're just sitting there recalling how awful we are as human beings and we're just tickled pink, obviously. <laughs> what uh what's coming up on Joe Radio? Well get this. I got no guests tonight. What? It's a slow week in D.C. I, I guess everybody's at the beach or something. Yeah, they are Here's actually. Someone, all... Get an expert on the cherry blossom. Yeah. Well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we're going to have a free-for-all. I got a lot of stuff to cover. So It's an all-skate coming uh, up. We're going to have... Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the Second Amendment thing coming up before the Supreme Court because I want to... You know, I don't own a gun, but... Uh, depending on how you read this, this is a real, real tight case coming up before the court. So mm-hmm. I want to get people's opinions on that. And we got that. We got uh, my analogy. Oh, I got lizard people in the news. <laughs> or, really? Well, I, I got further proof that they exist, so you don't want to miss that. Right. Hey, if any out of everyone that works at WJFK, who's most likely to be a lizard person? Oh, without a doubt, Michael Hughes. <laughs> All right. No I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate it. See ya. Uh, Joe Radio code up. Marlon on line one. You're in the hideout of WJFK. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Good. I just wanted to expand on your analogy about the you being the program director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not at JFK, but at the station's on a big time. You're right, right. Now, see, the thing is, your employees who have been treated badly, Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you know, you're coming in as new programming, but under the old programming, they didn't get raises. They didn't get to get the promotions that they deserved. Mm -hmm. And so in line with what people in their similar positions at other radio stations were getting. So they demand that, you know, as a new guy, if you really want to make change, if you really want to make amends, you know, you'll give them the raises that they deserve that that they didn't get. And they get the promotions that they deserve as well. Yeah, and you, and you know, and that's the thing you too. Follow, that, you follow what I'm saying? No, absolutely, absolutely, man. And that's exactly that's exactly what I would come in and say. Listen, I I'm sorry you didn't get everything you got before, and understand that that I, I wish you had. I'm going to do everything in my power to help right. you get where you want to go. But okay. just 
let's let's try to squash all the bad feelings. Yeah, I know you because that's the thing. I know you harbor bad feelings for the company right now because you feel they didn't do it right, and I understand right. those feelings. So now let's try to work together so that we can get you what you want, and then that's in turn too try to make sure obviously it would benefit the company. And that's right, right, right. And so, but what I'm saying is, if you, you know, if you as a PD just say, "Oh, I'm sorry, that's not my, that's not, I'm, I didn't have anything to do with that," and they say, "Well, you know, we didn't get raises for this period of time. Why don't you, you know, show good faith here? Why don't you give us a raise?" And say, hey, I said I was sorry. What else do you want me to do? You know, then they're going to then then there's going to be resentment. I completely agree, and that's where I would sit down and say, "Hey, you know, I'll sit down and we'll look at what's what." You know, again, I'm not going to promise you, but I want you to get your money because I I want my money. So I understand right. exactly what you're saying. Hey, hey thanks, Marlon. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, because you're right. It's not just enough to say you're sorry. Mm. It's say you're sorry and then trying to remedy what was what. And he and he's completely right on. And that's actually what I'm going to have to do. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, revolting uh, type people waiting in the wings of the station. Yeah, and I know a lot of them are excited to the fact that I'll be taking mm-hmm. over as PD. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid that I'm going to be a program director. <laughs> it's so evil. It really is me. <laughs> Uh, that's a clip from Dubs and I earlier. Mm. 800-636-1067. All right, let's do this Elite Eight of Hate. If you want to hop in and you want to be kind of the tie-breaking vote on this, uh, the Elite Eight of Hate is we go through the what we term to be the eight most offensive words that you could call another human being. It'll be between Dubs and myself. If we need a tiebreaker, then we'll go to Sideshow. If we need anything beyond that, then we'll hit the phones at 800-636-1067. We did this previously in Orlando, and the winner of the first annual Elite Eight of Hate. The 06 Elite Eight of Hate mm-hmm. was the C-bomb for women. All right? Dubs, let's start in the West. The G-bomb for an Asian mm-hmm. or the F-word for a gay person. What is more hateful to you? No. 800-636-1067. I'm not familiar with the Asian community, so I don't know how much they have embraced the G-word. I can't imagine they have. But uh, I know the gay population has kind of embraced that F word a little bit. Not as much as queer. They've really embraced that one. But the F word still seems to have more of a sting. And you can't even really say it on radio anymore a lot of times, you right? You can, but they get mad. Well. People get upset. They act like... Handbooks say you, you shouldn't. And maybe and everybody starts acting like... Uh, hmm. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. All right, so what's your vote on? I'm going to go with the F word. The F word for gay people. I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think I'm going to have to go with the G word for right. an Asian person. That's a really hateful term. And especially when you think back and like the wars that we've had with people and you call... Oh, wait, they didn't deserve it. I think there's Come a, on. I think there's a lot more hate. It's the elite eight of hate. I think there's a lot more hate that goes with the G word for an Asian person. Leave Hawaii alone then. All right, let's see it. Bombing us. Let's go with Rodney. Rodney, you got the tie-breaking vote on this one. Hey, Rod. All right, I'd say um, the G. G word. So the wow. G. Wow. All right, put Rodney back on hold. Good job, man. There's the uh, George Mason University of the of this uh, this tournament. All right, now let's go over to the Midwest bracket. CJ for an Arab. Mm-hmm. Camel blank. blank. 
goes up against Cracker for a white person. I'm a little biased to this <laughs> one. So I'm going to go with Cracker. I'm going to go with uh, CJ. Let me go to Sideshow. Sideshow, you get the breaking vote on this. I, I just put a guy named Ken on hold online, too. I didn't hear. All right. It is either CJ for an Arab person. Camel blank. Or Cracker for a white person. What's more hateful? Uh, it's not Cracker. All right. So it's CJ. CJ yeah. moves on. How dare you? You're a race <laughs> traitor, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for not ruining it. I could have easily seen uh, Sideshow and Dubs teaming up mm. to have... Make Cracker go all the way. <laughs> Make it go all the way. We, all could, right. we could have been a contender. So in the semis, you'll have the G-Bomb versus uh, CJ, all right? All right. Now let's move it over to the East. The Elite Eight of Hate, Hefe and Dubs. It's the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. What's the most hateful word that you could call another person? In the East... The K-bomb. For a Jewish person. All right, people are saying, what's the G-word? You really don't know what the G-word is for an Asian person? All right. It's goo- four letters. Yeah. And then we'll... Goo- and All right, and then that's it. There's a fourth letter in there. Back in the East, K-bomb for a Jewish person, which is pretty hardcore. Hmm. Going up against the C-bomb for a woman. It honestly, I have to go with the K word. I'm going to agree with you. Really? La- the, the, the winner in the previous is going down. See you later, Duke. <laughs> the K-bomb comes out on top in the East region, so it's moving on to the semifinals. And now here is... The C-bomb is just too fun to say. And really... And, I, I, I've never it... enjoyed saying the K word. It's always pained me to say it. Right. <laughs> Every time I've had to say it, it's been a chore. <laughs> Shut up. Here's what's interesting about the yeah. C-bomb. Mm. It's just rude, but I wouldn't say that it's hateful. Mm. It's You know what I mean? It just, it's just a way to hurt. It's never like in hate. It really is more of a rude thing mm. with a K-bomb, man. I mean, you just talk about her. You're right. All right, here we go. Uh, 800-636-1067. Let's go to the South region. N-bomb. Versus the S word for Hispanics. And I can say the S word because I'm El Jefe. Yeah. So Spick. What's your vote, Dubs? I gotta go N bomb. That's my Spick. I mean, pick. Wow. How Freudian. My people are gonna feel like I sold them out, but the N bomb's way worse. Yeah. Spick never really hurt me. Beaner always hurt. You guys kind of embrace the Spick role too. Oh, you know, like with uh, roll. not roll, but the name. Jesus, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, who had their whole one man show built around that word? John Leguizamo. Yeah. Spickorama. I actually performed it as a one man show when I was in high school. All right, J Dubs. Eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. We got some people now. Now that we're moving on, we're going to take some variations in the phone calls. We got some people lining up. In the semis, the G-bomb for an Asian person or CJ for an Arab person. Both of those are always said in a lot of hate. 
I would have to say CJ. Really? Yeah. Camel blank for an Arab person. Mm-mm. You could also for an Arab person too. You say C. Sand uh, uh, in. Yeah. A sand in. Both of those. Pretty bad. I'm going with the G bomb. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but because the camel, that's actually I have an uncle. He looks Arab, and that's his nickname. Yeah, that's CJ. nice. Yeah, my my Latino family isn't racist at all. All right, so we need some tiebreakers. Let's go to Ken on line two. G-Bomb or CJ? One for Asian, one for an Arab. What's your vote, Ken? Uh, the Arab. CJ. That's the winner. Hold on. I thank you very much, Ken. 800-636-1067. Wow. That means Arab is moving on to the final, CJ. Now, listen, this is kind of matching up like it's going to be the Western Conference versus the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. CJ is coming out of the East. Because right now, battling in the uh, Western Conference, of, of course, referencing uh, the NBA. K-Bomb versus the N-Bomb. K-Bomb for a Jewish person, N-Bomb for a black person. 800-636-106. Let's let Matt give the first vote. Matt on line three. You're in the hideout. If you had to pick between one of those two words. What would be more hateful? The K-bomb or the N-bomb? Uh, what do you think is a more hurtful word? I, I kind of have to weigh in two different ways. One, the K-word, some people, they say it like a kite, like you fly it, so they can't pronounce mm-hmm. it properly. So that hurts it. But then the N-word has just been too watered down. So even though half the population says it wrong, I have to go with the K-word. Wow. All right. Hey, thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. What do you say? <sighs> Boy, this hurts. You really got to try to pick between the two. I think it's unfair for the seeding, first of all, mm. that these two have to meet in the semifinals. I think that's rigged. Come on. Don't be racist. I don't know what it is right now, but that K-bomb is really looking more hateful to me than the N-bomb. The N-bomb, I, I believe what our last caller said, has been watered down. It's been used too much Are by you- everywhere. I think it's been watered down, uh, and I think the black people have done a good job of taking the uh, word back. Taking some ownership in it? Yeah, so if you want me to go, I'll kill it right now. It's the K-1. I have to agree. Clean sweep. How much does it have to hurt black folks that they can't even win the Elite Eight of Hate? All right, now setting up the finals. They win the Elite Eight. Why do win the Elite Eight of Hate? And, and talk about age old. This mm-hmm. is the whole, this is what we're fighting in the Middle East. <laughs> yeah. It's the CJ, <laughs> CJ for an Arab versus the K word for a Jewish person. It all comes back down to Israel yeah, and the God, fighting Iran of, versus Israel. <laughs> the Palestinians. <laughs> all right, with the laugh. <laughs> Is Rodney still there? We'll give him the first vote if Rodney's still there. I'm still here. All right, Rodney. You got the K-bomb for a Jewish person or CJ for an Arab? That's a tough one. First, let me say, as a black man, I don't want no ownership of the N-word at all. Uh, I know, right? You guys can keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That is, this was really tough, though. I mean, hmm. Would it change at all if we, in the middle of the thing, changed stream and then said sand in? See, that's a, that's even worse because that insults two groups, okay? Mm. 
<laughs> right. But we got to keep it CJ because that's where we're going the whole time. Yeah. Um, all right, I'll go with the K-bomb just because of the Holocaust. I mean, huh? That'll give it the edge over. Right. All right, thanks, Roddy. Appreciate it, my man. No problem. Dubs? I got to go K, too. There it is. We have a winner. The K-bomb for a Jewish person is the most hateful term that you could ever call a person, at least in 2008. I'm glad you didn't play the laugh there. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for not. <laughs> wow. And what's fun is to see, like, it changes all the time. Yeah. Do you think... That not- K-word is pretty rough. I mean, I... I can't imagine any situation where I'd find that somewhat acceptable. Yeah. Because you're right. The N-bomb in rap music, you say yeah. you, you find yourself saying it. But when you're throwing down a K-bomb. All right. Now I kind of want to have another conversation. Here in the Elite Eight of Hate, Hefan Dubs, the hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Because do these words actually hurt you? Like, I've never really been hurt by Beaner or Spick. I know you've never really been hurt by cracker. Hurt to the core, my friend. Cuts. And like a knife. And I don't think women have been hurt by the C-bomb. No. They get mad, but I don't think it, like, stings the way the N-bomb would, you know, if you're a black person and you're being called that by a white person. But sand in. All right, if you were to go <laughs> sand in versus K-Bomb, what are you going with? I still got to go with K-Bomb. Really? That one, there's a history of... Yeah. I think part of it, too, though, is that who are we at war with right now? You know? Yeah. Uh, part of it is... Because that, like, the, the G word, or even other words for Asian before... There was Jap. There was a bunch of stuff that was used that wasn't, like, considered that bad back then because of the war. Mm-hmm. But so now, whenever, whenever you, you're in a war with someone, it's all right to like you dehumanize them by calling. Got them, to by calling part them of those the, words. Yeah, it's part of kind of the rally cry. If we can dehumanize them, that makes it a lot easier for us to recruit people and kill them. All right, now people are giving me their own versions of what it should have been allowed, of what should have made the elite eight of hate. Uh, thank you, but no. We barely are getting away with first letters. Mm. But see, you can't ever have... That's what's odd, is that... How are you ever able to really get past issues of race if you can't even discuss the words? I blame you liberals. Sadly, I have to agree with you. <clears throat> I really Destroying have... Destroying the world. Well, I'm not going to go that far. Really are. But, handle it. But there is something to say that it is the liberal aspect of people that you can't, you can't even have a discussion about the words on the public airwaves. All right, my friends, there it was. We have it. The Elite Eight of Hate winner for 2008. K-word for a Jewish person. See, Spanish, like any of the Spanish ones, will never win because of the whole illegal immigration thing. Yeah, we got to keep you guys down so we can rally against you. I'm surprised that the F word for gay people didn't do better. Again, gay people have done a good job uh, taking ownership of their words. Jesus, I'm getting some of these on the IM. P 
people are hateful. Wow. I hadn't even heard that one. I'll log off now and leave you alone. <laughs> All right, Joe Radio's coming up. Why don't we use this one? And then we will be back next Saturday night, unless Jim Rome has died from that sickness. Then maybe we'll be on Monday. I'll tell you what. That would be bittersweet. I would be so sad to lose Romy. I'd love to do nights. I already got a job. Not a good one. I'm busy. All right, my friends. Is there anything else we need to plug? J-Dubs, yardstickofdeath.com. Let me ask you this. I know you're very busy. Mm. When do you think you will have all of the podcasts from last weekend's show, all of the fill-in shows for Rome and tonight? Do you think, It'll when do you be think- up this week. Um, they'll start going up Monday. I don't know when they'll all be done. Hopefully all of them by Wednesday, but they'll start Monday. All right, so continue to look at WJFK.com. WJFK.com. This week's a lot less busy than last week. So. Yeah, last week was just stupid. Really was, it was ludicrous how busy we were. Your mind doesn't end till tomorrow. <sighs> All right, my friends, you guys have a fantastic weekend. Stay tuned for Joe Radio. He's got an update for you on the lizard people. I love it. I believe him too, man. I saw a documentary on lizard people. It was in a five-part series. It's called V. <laughs> it's scary stuff. Scary stuff. All right, my friends. Um, hideoutheretics.net. That is hideoutheretics.net. If you want to download old shows, get all sorts of audio related to the show, you go to hideoutheretics.net and wjfk.com. Until next Saturday night, we out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Five thousand.